Blog Talk Radio.
Father, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you, and we thank you. We praise your holy name, and we thank you, Lord Jesus. Draw us in closer, draw us in so that we are able, we come running to you, that we go nowhere else. Uh, draw us in so that in the midst of all of the turmoil that is taking place across the world, the impending doom that is heading our way on a freight train far larger than we've ever seen before. Father, we just praise you. We want to be drawn into your presence. We want to be drawn into your presence, Lord Jesus. We want to want you to become our first love. Father, we want you to become our first love. You are one and the same. John 10:30. I and the Father are one. And Father, Lord Jesus, we pray that at this time, especially at this juncture, we pray that you will draw us in so close that our time that we will that we will be supernaturally awakened in the morning by the presence of the Holy Spirit, even if it just wakes us up an extra 15 minutes early to the point where we're annoyed and we cannot roll over and get a little bit more sleep like so many of us want to do, particularly in the in light of so much of the darkness that we don't want to face during the day. Father, just allow, we pray in Jesus' name with an anointing of the Holy Spirit that we will be awakened a little bit early. We will spend that time with you. We will spend our time with our eyes, our spiritual eyes focused on your eyes, Jesus, just as Peter attempted to do before the water overtook him and he slipped and fell into the water when he should have been walking on it. We need to be walking on the water now. And we praise you, Lord Jesus, and we thank you for make, making you helping us to make you our first love, to understand how vitally important that relationship and the intensity of that relationship needs to be right now, and that we then that needs to become our priority. Help us to understand that it, you know, especially for the newcomers that are just beginning to wake up to the things that are happening across the world. Please, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name, particularly for them, because they will have a a a, a desire that is very uncontrollable that will well up inside of them because they will want to try to understand all of the darkness, what is going on, why is it happening. They'll start to watch YouTube videos and they will get distracted, unfortunately, from 
the relationship that they need to be building with you. We pray in the name of Jesus that that anointing comes over us in a supernatural manner that over that, that we don't understand its origin, that there are people out there that need to feel that, that sense of urgency now. And we not only do we want it to be an anointing that falls upon us, but also an anointing that falls upon other people people that are that we are aware are waking up uh you know kind of late uh in the game and uh you know and we know this is your movie father but we want to have as many people ready for the barley harvest we do not want one person to miss it we know the horrors that they will have to go through many of them will not survive it doesn't mean that they won't go to heaven but they certainly will not survive to do any additional good works for the kingdom and father we know how vital it is at this time at this uh, juncture really in the end times biblical end times timeline that, that we be so overwhelmed with your love, so overwhelmed with your presence, so overwhelmed with your anointing, so overwhelmed with a desire to read particularly the New Testament of the Bible and to become intimately familiar with those behaviors that uh, are holy and pure before you, Father God, and to practice those and to constantly be examining ourselves, confessing of our sins, drawing in closer, uh, having you uh, just be the merciful and ever-loving Father that you are, and and, and draw us in under the shadow of your wings. Draw us in so that we are tr- we truly feel the nature of residing in the secret place of the Most High, even during the most difficult times of the day uh, for those of us who have to work in uh, the world right now, which is uh, not any fun and it's going to get a whole lot worse uh, as the economy continues to tip and collapse even further into the, the pit, which is really where it's ultimately heading, especially at the hands of uh, – the seething evil that is being allowed to uh, crush and destroy ultimately the world uh, and, and usher in this global reset. I know there's a lot of people, Father, that have hopes and dreams. They think that they can pray away the, the book of Revelation. They think that they can pray away the Olivet Discourse. They think that they can pray away all of the ugly that's going to hit. Uh, and we know it's going to hit because your word says so. They know that they believe that they can pray hard enough that it's, that it's going to make some sort of a delay. Uh, but, but Father, we, we, we see that the opposite of that happening. And we praise you for that because that gives us the fodder in our Jesus canons to be able to get out there in front of these people, whether it be a casual conversation at a Walmart uh, 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 checkout counter or wherever, uh, you know, but, but, but Father, we just pray that you will place those words in our mouth supernaturally through the presence of the Holy Spirit, whatever those words may be, even if it's just a casual uh, mention of how odd and strange and weird the things are that are happening across the world. Sometimes that's all it takes. Let us wear our Jesus hats. Let us wear our Jesus t-shirts. Let us display the name of Jesus because that that name is like no other. It has power, even if it is just J-E-S-U-S pointing somebody right in the eyes. Let us wear it. Even if we're too timid to speak it, let us wear it because, in fact, we are speaking it when we are wearing it. Let us not, Father God, cower back and be stronger, made stronger through the presence of your power, through the presence of the power of our Lord Jesus Christ in us and the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, surrounding, just completely engulfing our very existence on this earth so that everything that we think, feel, say uh, is, is, is coming from the Godhead. And we just praise your name for the days that we are in right now. Prepare us for those times. Draw us in closer. Help us to understand the glory, the peace that comes when we close off the rest of the world and just spend our time in your presence, because that is when we are glorified. That is when our spirit is lifted up. That is when the 
the energy, even in our own flesh, is 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 is, uh, is empowered in a manner that that uh, that that tracks with the the spirit and the soul, and 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 just merges uh, with Godhead in a way that we are uh, unfamiliar with in a normal part of our walk. We need to become closer to you now, now more than ever before, and we pray the holy fire of God down upon every one of us in the name of Jesus, a whirlwind of the Holy Spirit to blow it white hot in the name of Jesus. We, we come against any demons of darkness. We cancel all demonic assignments, tear up all demonic contracts in the mighty name of Jesus. We cast them into the pit in Jesus' name, and hallelujah, we stand at the ready, Father God. Draw us in, for we heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send who will go for us? We said, here we are, Father. Send us. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Jesus just got my uh, confirmation email from Brother Zen, so he'll be joining us tonight. Praise God! Um, uh, always an incredible blessing to, uh, when you know when we can have uh, both uh, Sister Joy and Brother Zen on the program. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. All right, now anybody out there who you know, I, it, 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 it's a blessing and it's a challenge. It's, I, I haven't been able to find the right word. So uh, here's a challenge for all of you. My email is jbaptist777. At gmail.com, jbaptist777 at gmail.com, and I, um, I'm going to throw out a fleece, okay? I usually can find a good, you know, I want to see a blessing and a curse, but I can't see the word curse because the, curse, the word curse, of course, has satanic, you know, connotations to it. And uh, so if you were just using it as a colloquialism, it would make sense, but I don't even like using the word. So I need a word that will go with blessing. You could say blessing and a challenge, but I don't think the word challenge is strong enough to capture 
the extreme difficulty associated with our walk today, which I've been uh, harping on a little bit uh, in the last three programs. Not for no good reason, mind you. As a matter of fact, I've received a plethora of emails from listeners uh, thanking me. Uh, in fact, one even asked me, and I don't, I'm not sure if I've, I, I haven't completed it, but I did start editing it. Yeah, I do got my editor up still, so I still got to keep on working. But one uh, listener in particular was so... Um, helped, let's say help, uh, encouraged, whatever, needed to hear the words that uh, I shared with the listeners on the Wednesday, on the last Wednesday program, which was the uh, Lord, you know, which was the Peterson Chronicles Foundations uh, program that we did. So uh, for, you know, and uh, so what, what, what the ask was, was, hey, John, could you please, um, could you please, you know, slice out that portion that front the you know the first half of the show where you were doing that dialogue regarding our the challenge associated with our walk and why it's so challenging uh and uh, evidently because it really kind of like rang a holy bell with a lot of people uh and uh and I, I received the feedback i god bless you all thank you all for your encouragement i've been getting a lot of encouraging emails l- lately i need them uh you know and uh but but anyway uh Here's the challenge, jbaptist777 at gmail.com. If you, you know, I, I want something I can replace. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been saying blessing and a challenge, but I need another word. Okay, I need another word. The word challenge isn't cutting it, and the word curse is too satanic to use. So what, how would you say, it's because that's, that's the duplicitous attribute of our walk. Our walk right now is both an incredible blessing but it's also an incredible hardship, okay? I don't know if that's the right word. Maybe hardship is the right word. Maybe the Lord just gave it to me, and I don't even really – yeah, maybe that is the right word. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But if you got ideas for any others, uh, you know, don't be shy. You know, feel free, please do, uh, to email me uh, alternative words, but definitely blessing and a hardship. Uh, see, it really, to make hardship work, it's going to have to be – um, I'm going to say extreme hardship for now, all right, until somebody comes up with a better word. But, but anyway, the, uh, to, to, to endure the walk that those of us, you know, are who, you know, we've joked around for, well, over 10 years now, we've, you know, tongue in cheek sort of a thing. It, it wasn't that it, we were joking, ha ha ha, as much as it was a quip, you know, it was a tongue in cheek. We meant every word that we were saying. We, we've said over the last decade or so, hey, we should all be wearing, you know, Ecclesiastes 118 t-shirts, uh, you know, that kind of thing, because it's true. It's true. And, um, you know, he who increases wisdom increases, you know, sorrow and et cetera. So and, and, and uh, you know, so anyway, that that is who we are. And um, and and I've talked in great detail about why that is and why why that ex- hardship or that challenge, if you want to call it a challenge or extreme hardship, extreme challenge, whatever. Why is the negative part of our walk so difficult? And it's because we, we don't have the, the ingredients of our walk that are necessary that the early church had. 
that the things that we were admonished to take part in in the New Testament, we don't have those at our disposal anymore. The problem is that we've, you know, I don't want this to sound puffed up because I certainly don't mean it to be that way, but we've moved high enough on the rungs of the ladders of our walk toward Jesus that we're above the canopy of, of the Amazon, uh, you know, jungle. And now we can see the the Pacific Ocean on the other side of Chile and Peru. Okay, so once you get up and you have, have a, you know, real deep kind of a Joy Jeffries Pugh, Zen Garcia sort of a understanding, uh, you know, of the things that are happening out there. Uh, you know what's behind it. Um, and, and the problem is you, 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 when you say something like, you know what's behind it, that's like really super duper oversimplifying it because it's not just it's Satan for sure. Satan's behind quadrillions. There's my new favorite word. Quadrillions of different um, things that are happening, uh, events that are happening, the people that are behind them. Sometimes there's you know hundreds of them. Sometimes there's tens of thousands. Sometimes there's hundreds of thousands. Sometimes, and then you've got the 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 the, the complexity dynamic associated with the tiers of understanding. The need to know. Well, are, are all the people that work in the Pentagon Satanists? No. Are all the people that work at NASA Satanists? No. You know, are all the people that work at you know that are part of the Masonic Lodge, Satanist. No, they're not. The problem is, you know, you've got tiers of understanding, and some of them, you know, play in the sandbox without even realizing that they're in the sandbox in the first place. Um, people that, you know, imagine all of the people that, you know, give to the Shriners Hospital, and they just have no idea where that money's going. That's what I'm trying to talk about. The problem is we're talking about a multidimensional dynamic of Satanism that is so humongous, so overwhelming, uh, that, it can, that it can literally influence 8.3 billion people across the planet, and it's all taking place in a choreographed Michael Jackson, end-of-the-world, apocalyptic uh, 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 event that very, very few of the people on the earth are able to see. They might be able to see like a teeny-weeny little part of it. They might be able to see a pretty big part of it, maybe. But most people don't see the whole thing, and the people that do see pretty much the whole thing have a very, very difficult time articulating it because of the complexities, because of the size of the evil army, the global satanic control grid. You can call it the World Economic Forum if you want to, but you know what? You would be off. You could read the book, uh, The Committee of 300 by John Coleman from, M from the MI6, but you would be off. You would be able to read the, the book, The Committee of 300, with that book in your hand. If you read it and you took notes, you would be able to fill up a mead notebook full of organizations, NGOs, all of them. And they're all part of the global satanic control grid. I just read an article, uh, I don't know, was it a, a, maybe a day or two ago that said, and I, I'm frustrated now because I wanted to read it on the air, but I guess I missed it because I had so many. I'm, right now, I'm dealing with, I don't know, I would have to guess about 300 very newsworthy apocalyptic uh, articles to talk about on every show. And I have to, like, in a minute, unless I spend all day from 8 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, all day long, scrolling through them, reading through them, trying to pick. And even then, I still wouldn't have enough time to, pl to, to play and talk about all the ones that I wanted to talk about. But I read an article uh, that said, um, uh, you know, that, that uh, the, 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 the uh, I'm trying to capture the magnitude of the situation. And I'm not even sure sharing this with you. But the problem is it's getting every single aspect of the apocalyptic 
train wreck that's coming, the perfect storm that is heading toward us is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, I know what it was. Someone had done a study. I don't know how they did it, and I, I wish I had the article because I'd really like to read it in detail. And there's this – I don't know. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look <sighs> just for grins and giggles because I guess I like to take chances. Blessing and a burden. It is definitely – thank you, uh, Justin. Praise God for you. Blessing and a burden. Burden and hardship are synonyms. So they're, we're both thinking along the same lines. Absolutely. Um, I would have to, I still would have to say extreme before burden or hardship, uh, but it's, maybe I should say extreme burden slash hardship <laughs> How about that. But anyway, um, uh, the, the, let me see if I can find that article because it is such, but the problem is it was so far back. So when I get like right now, it's the 12th. Okay. So it's Sunday the 12th. Right. But I will have continuous flows of ap- apocalyptic newsworthy emails and events taking place across the world, and they will be continuing to flow into my inbox tonight even. OK. And so what happens is that collection, I can't get through the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds that I got to get through in order to be able to find it. And some of them, sometimes stuff slips through the cracks. Um, and I hate that. Like right here's one I wanted to talk about. I'm going to mention it briefly. Listen to this. So basically, uh, the FBI was sent in to raid the home of the Republican candidate that's running against uh, this entity that calls itself Whitmer in Michigan. Okay, we're heading for a – folks, do you realize that nobody's done anything about the Dominion voting systems? And there are still – hundreds of millions of dollars of lawsuit monies uh, coming from Dominion because the court system let us down. Oh, I, I did the whole thing just make me want to rip my head off and just play basketball with it for crying out loud. I mean, right now I'm feeling like the, you know, the, the uh, ripping my spleen out with the shrimp fork just isn't going to do it justice anymore. It's enough to drive you completely crazy. Uh, but there was another article. Uh, it, it wasn't just a Whitmer one. There was another one. There's so many of them. I mean, like I said, I would have had to spend all day rifling through these to try to find them all. Um, why Chinese warplanes are playing chicken with uh, – these are all ones I couldn't put in. Scenes of sickening violence at the, at, at, at the Capitol. The, all of this stuff is being made up, folks. Uh, they, they, oh, my gosh. It's just unbelievable. Um, uh, there was uh, a bombshell report. I, oh, this is the one. Okay, at least I found one of them, but boy, I had to go back several pages in, in, in the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of apocalyptic you know, newsworthy email uh, reports that are out there. It's just it's overwhelming. Utterly, utterly overwhelming. The whole reason I came, I started doing the radio show back in July-ish of uh, 2011 was because we were pumping out articles as fast as we could on the tribulation-now.org or tribulationnow, tribulationnow.com, whatever, a website. We were pumping out articles as fast as we could and answering people who would put, you know, comments on there as, as best as we could at the time. And back then it was manageable. Nowadays, absolutely unmanageable because you, and not only that but you're getting attacked constantly i mean i i just haven't figured out how to you know on my website how to turn off comments yet. i know there's a way i just can't don't have the time to I take, take me two hours to find the setting all right but anyway um uh listen to this this is just amazing but um i'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing but i'm going to read part of it and i'm gonna i'm gonna lean in so I can read the teeny weeny little text because I'm getting old now. All right. Uh, well, I've always been getting old. Uh, anyway, but everybody's like, ah, you're just a young, I'm like, 
you're nuts. But anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Listen to this. Bombshell report identifies 75 Soros-linked radical prosecutors in the United States. By the way, I'm not doing the news right now. I'm just babbling. All right? So think about that again. Bombshell report identifies 75 Soros-linked radical prosecutors in the United States. And by the way, the report was released. I'm just going to uh, – I'll read the first sentence of the article. Um, and it even says in there – it, 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 the uh, title of the report is Justice for Sale. Okay, and it says a bombshell report identified 75 radical prosecutors funded by, the George, by George Soros has been released by Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund, the Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund. So basically what they're doing is they're following the money. That's how they're able to do this. It isn't – so, okay, so now imagine this. Imagine if there were a thousand George Soros's, which is actually the case. Okay, he's just like a front. You know, he's like somebody that, that people can point to. You know, like Klaus Schwab and everything. But if you think Klaus Schwab is the only satanic, satanic baby-killing entity on this earth, you are boy, are you way off? I mean, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands, and you know what? They take worshiping Satan very much more seriously than 99.9% of Christians take worshiping Jesus. They will easily give their lives for Satan. No problem. No problem. They, 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 they're, they're on a whole other level of worship. Okay? And it's a shame. Shame on us. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But can you imagine that? Imagine if there were a thousand other sources out there, which there are. If Soros's quote, NGOs, non-government organizations or whatever, who cares? It just means organizations. And what they do with the organizations is, is they put pressure on people. They, have, they build these big organizations. They go out and get unwitting goofnut people that can barely tie their shoes. <laughs> oh, you'd like me to sign your petition? And, oh, you'd like me to give you $5? Okay. And they, they, they get this army of ignorant people bazillions, and then they, uh, they, they create agencies. And, oh, by the way, they, and they love signatures because they can say all these people are you know, members of our you – know, and the bigger your membership, the more power you have. So then what you do is you, 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 you attack uh, uh, lawmakers. You attack their secretaries. You attack them. You, you go you, – it, it's worse. It, it's the worst. It's, it's absolutely horrible. I mean it's so far beyond the typical way the government used to work. It's, and then on top of that, if you are a big target. You know, one that they really want to control, they'll threaten your kids' lives. I mean, it's just like watching a, uh, you know, like Goodfellas or something like that. When I say global satanic crime syndicate, I am telling you, folks, that's nailing it right out of the park. Babe Ruth is looking up and then going, wow, where'd that ball go? That is exactly what we're dealing with. And what's worse is we're dealing with a global satanic crime syndicate that even has fallen angelic beings that are assisting it um, uh, uh, across the world. Okay, and, and I, you know, that right there is about, you know, a four-hour radio show. Um, praise God. So, um, uh, I, you know, it's, 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 it's absolutely overwhelming. So, so just do the math in your head or just do fuzzy math. If there's 75 identified Soros-linked radical prosecutors in the United States, in other words, they're bought and paid for it, 
75 radical prosecutors. What happens if that number is actually six or seven or maybe 10 times more? That would be 750 prosecutors in the United States that are owned by the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, which is exactly what we saw taking place during the, um, uh, during the fraudulent election which wasn't even an election. It was absolutely ridiculous. And, and January 6th wasn't even, it wasn't, it wasn't even an interregnum. It was none of the things that they're telling us it was. It was a setup. It was a false flag event. It was no different than the BLM stuff. It was no different than all of that stuff. That stuff was all set up. They put bricks. They put entire pallets. They brought trucks in, and they put bricks and Molotov cocktails right in the streets. And then they rallied the people, rallied the people. The leaders of the BLM riots and, and, and the, and the uh, Antifa people were paid millions and millions of dollars to instigate those things they shot christians in the head and none of that stuff and oh by the way it's okay we got to let them go ahead and express how they feel when the whole time the the, the the Republican right is sitting there in their house going, holy moly, can, what is going on here? Again, but what are you going to do? And then, and then you got people out there with radio shows and they're going, I rebuke the American public because they're just not doing enough to do, you know, I'm, and then the people that tried to do something at all, they're, they're falsely arresting them over a fake false flag January 6th event. It's very similar. It, what we're seeing is an orchestrated, well-oiled machine well-oiled machine, a satanic global crime syndicate that knows that it has the power. It knows that it has the power. The Dominion uh, 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 the Dominion voting machines are still out there. Gangbusters are going to be used heavily in the midterms. They, 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 uh, the, 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 the paper ballots, there's a, yeah, there were a few um, voting changes in the laws in a couple of states. That's true. But what we're seeing right now in the primaries is absolutely horrific. It should be landslide Republican, and it's not. Why? Because they're already they're already manipulating the numbers. They're already doing. It's already game over. I mean, man, this game is so doggone over that you know I would have to. Uh, it's just words cannot describe. Words cannot describe. That's how serious the situation is. Now, um, you know, and we've seen no reprieve from our father. We've seen, you know, we've we've had I, I don't know about you, but I have read, I don't know, an untold number of reports of um, Christians gathering together uh, in, in organized, um, uh, you know, like, like they'll go and they'll get a stadium and they'll be like, 8,000 people in a stadium, 10,000 people in a stadium, and together they will have this big pray. Um, they pray. There are these gigantic prayer sessions, you know, pray for America, pray for America, pray for America, pray for this, pray for that, pray, 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 pray that Trump comes back into the office or whatever. And um, have we seen any changes? None. Zero. Not a one. All right. So. If you just use a little bit of common sense, obviously we're moving full steam ahead directly. We're already deep into the we're I mean I don't know. I mean I can't venture a guess how far we are into the second seal and the third seal and the fourth seal because like I said, the seals can be opened and the scrolls can roll out at the same time. By the way, I was not the only one that thought of that. Okay. Um, evidently, there are some other believers out there that have no idea who I am and never heard of me before uh, that are being told the same thing by the Lord, which I am not at all surprised. 
It seems to happen like that all the time. The whole thing about the three raptures, barley harvest, wheat harvest, grape harvest, I, I wrote in 2011. I wrote an article called Multi-Phased Rescue Mission, meaning multiple raptures, in 2011. You know, so I don't know, was I the first person on the face of planet Earth that even thought about that after looking at Luke 35? I'm sorry, Luke 12, 35, 36, 37, am, am I? Or, or there are books out there that I just haven't been introduced to and other people that are, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I do see the synergy. I see the harmony. But I also see the freight train. The freight train that is heading at us right now, man, oh, Daisy, is it, it's big. It's in, all-inclusive. Every single thing that Jesus warned us about in the Olivet Discourse. We even did a show one time. I don't even remember how far back it was. It was probably about a year ago or so, maybe a year and a half, <clears throat> where we went through – um, I don't know, one of the Olivet Discourse, maybe Matthew 24 or whatever, uh, I don't know which which one, maybe included a little bit from one of the other ones. But um, And we made like a checklist of things. And we said, you know, can you check this box? Well, yeah, we can say it's WIP. Okay, so for those of you who work in corporate America or corporate wherever, you might understand the term WIP, W-I-P, which means work in progress. Sometimes you can't quite fully check the box, but you can say it's WIP. It's work in progress, work in progress, work in progress. So at the time that we did that show, we had checked several boxes. Yes, this is definitely in progress. This is in progress, you know, but we didn't have everything 100% checked. As a matter of fact, right now, we still don't – there are two real – really, there's one – we need more pers- real, real door-to-door persecution of Christians in the United States of Babylon the Great. We need more of that to get the Olivet Discourse completely checked, and, and I'm not talking about fuzzy checked or grayed in or any of that. I'm talking about a really big bad check mark. All right, we need that, more of that. We see it coming. We see it coming over the abortion thing. We see – look, I, I said – I think it was last show or whatever. It was recently that I don't believe that the bombing of these abortion clinics is, is coming from, quote, white supremacists or whatever they want to try to or, – or right-wing you know, Republican Christians, which is, of course, what they're going to tell you. No, I think it's absolutely people that are being organized, you know, from from the darkness. You know, I don't like to associate it with any particular crowd of people. I don't like titles because as soon as you assign it to a title, um, you're you're going to um, uh, uh, you're going to um, uh, you know end up eating your words. Uh, I prefer to just say darkness because it, it's all darkness. And I believe that the darkness is doing false flag attacks against these abortion clinics and Planned Parenthood places so that they can blame it on Christians. That, that's why there's churches that are being having bad things. You know, people are getting shot outside of churches. They're, they're, they're massacring people in, in, over in, in Africa, and they're shooting people outside of churches in the United States. They're putting graffiti in, all kinds of horrible words, and F-bomb this and that and everything else on, on the side of churches over this stuff. Folks, we are heading toward the um, Civil War event that was shown to D- Dimitri Dudeman in his book, uh, Through the Fire Without Burning, uh, many, 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 many years ago. I mean, like 60, 70 years ago. And, and David Wilkerson saw part of that, too. He just didn't identify it as a civil war. But he saw – he described what he saw, which it essentially was you know, a viewpoint into a civil war type of an event. Um, and, and, but he's had a lot of vision, so it, you, know, you have to kind of sort through them. Praise God. But, but the situation that we have right now, it's astonishing. I mean it's truly astonishing. I, I, there's no possible way. No possible way this program can get through all of the apocalyptic, end of the world, unbelievable. You, you know, I, my mouth just drops open. I, I came in here to prepare for the program 30 minutes early thinking that, hey, I'm going to be, you know, head of, head of the game. Everything's going to be cool. And when I hit that 
that gigantic Loch Ness full of apocalyptic emails. And I said to myself, oh, my gosh. And I just started hammering my way through, hammering my way through as fast as I could. But there's a ton of them. You know, I almost missed this one about the, the, the uh, radical prosecutors. See, that I, I'm telling you, that's the tip of the iceberg. That is exactly what we saw in play. I believe that the that the uh, that SCOTUS is absolutely compromised. They wouldn't hear any of the arguments regarding the uh, ballot counts. We have eyewitness accounts, all thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of eyewitness accounts that they would not even listen to. Affidavits drawn up by absolutely reputable lawyers. They had threats on their lives. They were being called in the middle of the night. Their children's lives were being threatened. That is how serious this is. Do you think it's gone away? No. None of it's gone away. They haven't done one thing. How come Paul can be a, you know, in, in, a lawmaker in Congress and, and impeach Fauci clearly with all kinds of unbelievable and irrefutable evidence and nothing ever happens? How is that even possible? I mean, I, don't, I know, it, it, it's, it, it just makes you – but anyway, the good news is <laughs> – <laughs> the good news is we're getting really, really close. That little analogy they said about the little red red dot on the end of the two-foot line, that's how deep we are into the end times. We're, we are. Now, what we don't know is how much more time we have to, to endure. Now, that, that's a problem. And one thing I won't do anymore is try to project years. Because at this point, with the complexity associated with the barley harvest, which we should all be shooting for. Who wants to be here for the the wheat harvest? The wheat harvest is after the three days of darkness, during the day of the Lord, after the meteor hits off the off the uh, coast of uh, Puerto Rico, and 22 million people die on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. For starters, never mind the other countries that get wailed by this mega tsunami. I mean, I mean, I'm not, not downplaying it. I'm just saying, think about it. And then it's a global earthquake. So all the rocks, all the buildings that are made out of rocks and clay and put together, you know, and, heart, and gray stone and brick and all that, they're all coming down. Every one of them is going to fall to the ground. I don't, you know, uh, and what about the nuclear events that occur before that? There's supposed to be something to the effect of seven to eight to nine. I don't know exactly the exact number, but somewhere around seven, eight, or nine uh, ground-based nukes that are, uh, you know, detonated, uh, uh, you know, in, inside of cities. Like, you know, if you haven't seen the movie um, Some of All Fears recently, you need to get it and you need to watch it again because that was a ground-based nuke. Okay, and you'll get a really good feel for what what those individual cities are going to be dealing with. I have audio bites. I have audio bites from from emergency oper, uh, you know, the, the head guys, their government officials, you know, they're 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 voted in, you know, in their local, you know, whatever what you call them. I don't know what you call them, but anyway, I, I guess they're county officials for the EOCs and the um, emergency operation centers. And I have audio bite from one that called into a radio show. Oh my gosh, what was it? Twelve years ago, because he was talking about the mass graves and and, and and them having to inoculate over four hundred thousand people that might be walking from Chicago into Illinois. 
And he couldn't figure out why FEMA was make, make, making him give him all these numbers and everything. He's like, why do we have to prepare to inoculate? Why do we got to harden our fire stations against high winds? The one thing the guy never thought of was nukes. I knew all along it was nukes. <clears throat> We've got a lot ugly. And, we, and I don't know about you, but I don't want to be here for that stuff. I hope that the barley harvest happens before the ground-based nukes go off. I really do. There's, you know, when you have the love of Christ in your heart, you want to save souls. You want to do what Peter was asked to do by Jesus, feed my sheep, don't you? You want to, you know, pray, 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 pray as hard as you can, spiritual warfare, everything that you can possibly do through prayer, calling down heaven's power, heaven's resources, heaven's angels on into action upon the earth for the salvation of souls, for angels to come upon uh, people all over the world in dreams and visions of the night, like it says in Job 33, 14, and 15. God speaks once, yea, twice, but man perceiveth it not in a dream and a vision of the night when deep sleep falls upon men to save their souls from the pit and to seal their instruction. That's what it says. That's why we got we got to pray, pray, pray for God to send angels into the dreams and visions of people all across the world because it can take an unbeliever and turn them into a believer a lot faster than the church can nowadays, especially. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm looking at the clock. I got plenty of time because uh, Joy and uh, Zen don't join us until, let me see here. Wait a minute. Let me watch this. It comes up here. So it's like, yeah, 9 to 10. Because uh, uh, time, timing issues, because they're they're so busy, they can you know, and Zen's got things going on. So anyway, um, uh, so they're going to be joining us. Gives me a little bit extra time to rant and rave. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Again, the good news is this: we have got to be. I mean, for those of us that are shooting for the barley harvest, that are working hard as we can. Um, I'm not talking about. I'm. The work that we have to do is multifaceted. It's not just about feeding the Lord's sheep and doing things for Jesus. And I do mean it. Get a hat. Get a Jesus hat. Get a Jesus hat. Wear a Jesus hat. Okay, get yourself a Jesus shirt. Wear a Jesus shirt. I have a huge Jesus sign on the back of my car. People see the name of the word Jesus and it has power. Just, just, you can't even, when a person is demon possessed and when they have got, you know, a serious demon issue with some pretty strong, you know, some strong men demons inside of them and you're, you know, binding and casting and getting those things, you're, you know, doing, you know, using spiritual warfare tactics and getting rid of the demons and those demons are fighting back. And if you lay a Bible on that person, put it, push it up against the chest of that individual, they'll start to scream. The, the very presence of the Bible itself will cause demons to scream inside of a possessed person. For real. Okay, so if you can imagine the impact, the visual impact that uh, just J-E-S-U-S has <clears throat> on an unbeliever. Think about it. Do you think that, that unbelievers are, are walking around out there seeing all the crazy things that are going on out there, and, and, they're, and they're not you know, sitting at some point in time, they've got to be sitting there going, wow, this stuff seems like the stuff that they were talking about in the Bible. You know, and, they, and they sit there, and, they, and then they see little old you walking through you know, Walmart with your Jesus shirt on, and it's like, boink, you know, it's like hits them like a, hey. That's what we got to do. It's planting seeds, planting seeds. They're not all going to grow. Now, even when you're, even when you're the world's best farmer, I 
don't ever lay claim to that, but I did have to farm, you know, several acres at one point because my dad, well, my mom and dad thought the apocalypse was coming back in 1972. So uh, anyway, whatever. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So here we are. And now we know it's coming. The problem is we don't know what the timing is for sure. I've talked to people recently that I've known for years and years and years and years, and they had exceedingly strong arguments to say, oh, well, we're going to be here till 2030, 2035. You know, they had all these great arguments. And I, I would be like, yeah, that's cool. You can believe that if you want to. I just don't, I just don't, you know, let's just agree to disagree. And, you know, Jesus is Lord and Jesus hugs for everybody. <laughs> you know, we don't want to get into a contention or a dissension, do we? Yeah. In Galatians 5.19, right? No, we don't. Just, you know, we're, hey, you know what? Look, I, if I had a dime for every time I was wrong, I'd already be retired. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I have to keep this big old thing of crows sitting here in the Golden JIB Studios. And yeah, I'm looking at you. That's what I'm saying. I don't mind eating crows. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, you ready to for some jokes or something? I don't know. Let's go ahead and do it. Why not? We got the time tonight. All right, kids, how about this? Why do bees have sticky hair? Why do bees have sticky hair? Because they use honeycombs. <laughs> do you kids want to use honeycombs? <laughs> You want that sticky honey all over your hair, do you? <laughs> all right. Well, very good. You just let your moms know that I gave you permission to go home, forage through the uh, the uh, pantry, find some honey, dip a, dip, a, dip a comb in it, and then you can have a honeycomb, too. How about that, kids? Huh? It's almost as good as ice cream. Of course, they may never let you listen to the radio show again. <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. Just ask. Ask your mom if it's okay if you make a honeycomb and dip the comb in the honey. See what she says. What do you think, kids? Okay. There you go. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Uh, next one up. Why can't you trust an atom? Why can't you trust an atom? You know, like an atom. Not Adam, like Adam and Eve. Why can't you trust an atom? Because they make everything up. You know, how to make everything go on. Yeah. Okay. I know. Bill Nye, the science guy. It's not so much fun. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. What's next? Kids, why are teddy bears never hungry? Why are te- I got teddy bears all over the place. I like collect teddy bears. I've got them everywhere. I got Jesus teddy bears. I even have a pouty bear. I was feeling kind of pouty because Jesus was taking too long coming. And so I was like, wow, look at that little bear. It's got a pouty face. And I couldn't think of a name for it, so I call it Pouty Bear. That's pretty clever, isn't it, kids? <laughs> do you kids want my Pouty Bear? It's a little, you do? Yep. Okay, well, you can't have him for crying out loud. <laughs> He's my Pouty Bear. It's all right. Just tell your mom after you dip the comb in the honey and run it through your hair. Say, Mom, is it okay if I have a pouty bear? How about that? <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sure you'll get one, too. <laughs> All right. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Apparently, you can't use beef stew as a password. 
Okay, now you kids know you have to use passwords even on your computers because people can break in and do bad things to you and all that kind of stuff. All right. So why can't you use beef stew as a password, kids? Because it's not stroganoff. <laughs> it's not strong enough, right? Come on. Okay, I'll take it. I don't know if I actually deserved it on that one, but that's okay. You guys are just focusing on the honey, aren't you? You just want to. You can't wait to be all sticky and have that stuff dripping down and getting into the carpet and saying, "Mommy, that Jesus, that that praise Jesus guy on the radio made me do it, right?" <laughs> I know. Uh, they'll be like, "Okay." No computer. They're going to lock you out of your computer for like three weeks straight, you know, and then you won't be able to. Oh, hey, hey, I don't think you heard what I said. Lock you out of your computer for three weeks straight. Oh, yeah, see, there you go. Oh, man. What are we going to do? How hard is this stuff going to hit? Boy, can you imagine what the wheat harvest people are going to have to go through? Oh, my gosh. And there, you know, there's all those folks out there that are on YouTube, you know, there are brothers and sisters and they're going, when the missiles come down, we go up. 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 And I'm like, if you're alive, the problem is that they don't have any event context. To, they're not, they're just focusing on missiles coming down and us going up in the rapture. But they don't realize the hell they're going to have to go through to get to that point. I don't want to be here for that. I don't know about you folks, but we need to all be praying. Father, in the name of Jesus, if there is anything, anything that I do, that I think, that I feel, whatever that displeases you, that is disobedient to you without me being aware of it, if, I, you know, if you're working on something like whatever it might be, smoking cigarettes or whatever you, know, you might be addicted to, uh, you know, whatever, maybe, I, I don't know. It could be any one of a bazillion different things. You need just work on it. Praise God. Pray for help. Pray for help. Don't don't give up. Don't give up. Wash yourself off. You know, just fight the good fight. Praise Jesus and thank the Lord. Uh, make yourself a little Mark eleven twenty three, uh, you know, plastic card that you can carry around with you. Hold it up to the Lord when you're praying. Say, praise you, Jesus. I know I'm going to receive this because here's my card. My card says that you're going to give it to me, and I believe it. And that, and Lord Jesus, I need your help, and I need it now. Hallelujah. And do not give up. We need to get out of here as soon as we can. Praise God. And for, for and, and in the name of Jesus, please don't put on some false bravado like some people do, because the Bible tells us not to. The Bible calls the foolish virgins, virgins foolish for a reason. You don't want to be in that group. You want to make the barley harvest. Praise God. Believe me, because you don't want to be here for what's going to be coming. And I've had people, listen, folks, imagine. <sighs> Imagine what it must be like to have your dogs have no food. Imagine what it must be like to have your children have no food. Do you have the faith? Do you have the relationship with the Lord to believe that that pot that you pray over on your stove is going to be full of food? Or are you going to doubt when you wake up the next day? What about the fallout from the ground-based nukes, if, if heaven forbid we're still here? How long has it been since you watched the TV series Jericho? Hmm? 
Mm, not good. I've had people ask me, you know, hey, can you explain to people? Can you tell us what it's going to be like? Why do we want to? Why is it so vitally important that we make the barley harvest? And the reasons are they're infinite. <laughs> the problem is the people, the vast majority of people on planet Earth do not understand what it's like to live in a war zone. That's the way it is. They don't know. I don't know. I know that when I'm trying to go to sleep on the 4th of July and the... You know, when that's going on, I'm like, my dogs are all freaked out and everything. And I'm like, man, I wish I would just, you know, I I just want to go to bed. What happens when there's buildings blowing up around you? What ha- what happens when there's blood-curdling screams from children and people in your neighborhood? What happens when there's roving van- bands of rapists and and uh, thieves going through your neighborhood, killing people? You can't you can't kill them. No way. You have to be like Jesus. Not even self-defense. And by the way, the Lord is now revealing to. His people on the earth, we're going to be, uh, you know, with with God's blessing, we will be bringing one of them who, by the way, this makes it even better. It was a police officer. Yeah, we're trying to get this person to come on and give testimony because the Lord came upon this individual. He had shot a uh, bad guy. Um, uh, there, it, the activity was still going on. He was reloading his gun and the Lord Jesus told him. Bless him and forgive him. And now this person's going around and telling everybody, get rid of your guns. Get rid of your guns. (sighs) Folks, we don't want to be around for those days. And just remember, here's the thing. The power of prayer is astonishing. Yes, you are going to live as a Christian through thousands and thousands of prayer sessions that do not get answered. In your opinion, they do not get answered because you didn't see exactly what it was you were asking for. Here, hold on. All right. But just like it says in this – here, hold on a second. Let me see if I can get a brighter. There we go. I've I've told this story a bunch of times. I'm going to tell it again. I was depressed. It was, I had a million reasons, good ones, why I should be depressed. I was at my wit's end, and I was on my knees, and I was praying like Elijah. And I was asking the Lord, Lord, have I not done enough? Isn't it okay? Can I come home now? Can can you take me? Please, just let me die in the the night, you know, painless. Please. And this was a consistent prayer. Well, I stopped praying that prayer one day because I got up. I I figured, hey, look, if Elijah can pray it. (laughs) And he was like, you know, he's Elijah. So obviously it wasn't a sin for him to do it. He wouldn't have, you know. So um, and then that I got up from my chair, came into the office. I'm going to read this to you again. Okay, this was this was on my computer screen. You have to understand this wasn't an accident. 
This was God speaking. If you don't know how to hear the voice of the Lord, you've really got to try. You've got, you've got to understand that there's no such thing as coincidences. That God can speak to you through donkeys, through your children, through your boss at work, through the HR lady, through the person who's yelling F-bombs at you out of their car, through street signs. It's all about impossible supernatural timing. You've got to be looking for God to speak to you all the time because he is. The problem is you're not paying attention. It's continuous. Well, not 100% continuous, but it's a lot. All right, now listen. So I get up. I get up from my prayer chair. I'm on my knees. I come in my office to start my work day. And right there on my left monitor was this displayed right in front of my face. Now, remember, each day, that it's a, it's, a, it's a daily electronic devotional from Charles Spurgeon, and so it would automatically go to the, the, the next date on its own. So when I came into my office and I sat down on my chair right after praying, that, please, Father, haven't I done enough? Haven't, can't I come home? I've got nothing to live for right now, Father. Please, in the name of Jesus, just let me come home. And um, and I came into my office, I sat down, and staring me right in the face was May Charles Spurgeon's PM version of, the, um, of his um, devotional, his daily devotional. I'm going to read it to you again. This is what, because we've got to remember this, because this is faith building. Faith building. Faith is very important right now. Faith is the most important thing in your life right now. Your relationship with Jesus, Jesus being your first love, your father being your first love, godly sorrow when you sin, constant confession, never presuming anything, being the tax collector and the parable of the tax collector and the Pharisee, because if you're the Pharisee, you're not going to heaven. You want to, be, you want to rent your robe. You want to have a contrite spirit. You might squeak your way in, maybe by the skin of your chinny-chin-chin, but that, this is not what this program is about. This program is about getting the best rewards that you can possibly get for, this, for, 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 for what we're having to go through here on this earth for doing the greatest work that you can possibly do for jesus even if it's prayer which by the way is one of the most important if not the single most important thing that any one of us can do for god is to pray okay staring me in the face and i looked at it and i said hey no way because i read the little subtitle and he requested for himself that he may die First Kings 19.4. And that caught my eyes because I had just requested for myself that I could die. And then I was like, oh, now I'm drawn to it. Like, you know, and I'm like looking right at it and my eyes are all big and saucer-like. And I'm, because I know the Lord is speaking to me now. And I'll read to you. It says, <clears throat> it was a remarkable thing that the man who was never to die for whom God had ordained an infinitely better lot, the man who should be carried to heaven in a chariot of fire, don't even get me going on the chariot word, <laughs> that's a whole other, in a chariot of fire, and be translated that he should not see death, should thus pray, me die, I am no better than my father's. We have here, I'm still reading, I'm quoting, we have here a memorial, 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 uh, memorable, sorry, my bad. We have here a memorable proof that God does not always answer prayer in kind. 
Okay? In other words, so why would that be applicable directly to his request to die? Because he requested to die, but God wanted to bring him up to heaven alive in a chariot and make an example out of him to everybody that could look back on his ministry. So God had a better plan for him. And that's the way it works for you, too. And in Spurgeon goes on, he says, he says, though, so he says, we have here memorable proof that God does not always answer prayer in kind, though he always does in effect. He gave Elias something better than, than that, which he asked for, and thus really heard and answered him, which is true. All right, and then it goes on to say, strange that it was that the lion-hearted Elijah should be so depressed by Jezebel's threat to ask, uh, that he would ask to die. And blessedly kind was it on the part of our Heavenly Father that he did not take his despondent servant at his word. All right, this is amazing. I'm gonna, I'll continue to quote. Quote, there is a limit to the doctrine of the prayer of faith. We are not to expect that God will give us everything that we choose to ask for. That's where in the book of James it says, you can you ask but you do not receive because you ask amiss. Okay? He's, and it goes on to say, I quote, We know that we sometimes ask and do not receive because we ask, and he says amiss. So he's actually pointing to the scripture in James. He, and he goes on, he says, If we ask for that which is not promised, if we run counter to the spirit which the Lord would have us cultivate, in other words, you know, Psalm 139, verse 16, God has written in our books that the works that we are to do on behalf of him, okay, uh, you know, even before we were born. Right? If we ask for that which is not promised, if we uh, uh, run counter to the spirit which the Lord would have us cultivate, if we ask contrary to his will or to the, uh, or to the decrees of his divine providence, if we ask merely for the gratification of our own ease. Okay, so for all those Christians out there who are praying that God will delay the apocalypse and delay all the bad things because they don't want to have to go through them, and they start to hug and kiss and love upon all the Seven Mountains people because they're telling them all the things that they want to hear. Right here it is. This is written a long time ago. If we ask merely for the gratification of our own ease and without an eye to God's glory, which is for the salvation of souls, and there's no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. So we're all little Jesuses, right? Okay, we must not expect that we will receive it. When we ask in faith, nothing doubting, if we receive not the precise thing that we have asked for, we shall receive an, an equivalent, and more than an equivalent. As one remarks, if the Lord does not pay in silver, he will pay in gold. If he does not pay in gold, he will pay in diamonds. If he does not give you precisely what you ask for, he will give you that which is tantamount to it, and that which will that 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 which you will greatly rejoice to receive in lieu thereof. 
Be then, dear reader, much in prayer. And make this evening a season of earnest intercession. But take heed what you're asking for. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And that, that's important to understand. Because our faith needs to be at its all-time high right now because of the days that we're going into. Praise God. All right, and on that note, let's go into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, it's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. Praise God. All right. Now, um, I have a couple, have a couple audio bites that are really, really important. Let me see if I can cue these things up. I tried to pre-cue them up before the show, but, boy, I was overwhelmed with the pocket blood. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. But anyway, listen to this. There's going to be two, two Tucker Carlson snippets and one um, uh, uh, um, Oh, I, anyway, uh, yeah, but Paul Joseph Watson. All right, anyway, but both very, very important. Praise God. All right, first, uh, the first one from Tucker. All right, listen to this. On Thursday, yesterday was Thursday, a day that will live in shame in the history of the American news business. Yesterday, last night, every news network in this country but this one faithfully surrendered its entire primetime lineup to Nancy Pelosi. So in place of news coverage, people who tuned in got two straight hours of unedited campaign propaganda scripted by the Democratic Party. The effect was North Korean. Every channel the same. Nothing like it has ever happened in this country. Now, the news anchors who faithfully did Pelosi's bidding pretended they were airing some sort of congressional hearing. But they were lying. It was not a hearing. At a hearing, dissent is permitted. The other side can speak. Evidence is presented. Evidence is not censored or deceptively edited. That's not allowed. So what we saw last night was definitely not a hearing. It was a show trial. There was no pretense of fairness or accuracy. The whole thing was indecent. How many people were convinced by what they saw last night? Hmm, right around zero. They're not going to win a single vote. So why'd they do it? There had to be a reason they're not that stupid. Well, the reason they did it is every minute news anchors are whining about some imaginary threat from QAnon. Remember QAnon? Every minute they're doing that, they're not covering the collapse of the American economy, something everyone actually cares about. Collapse is a strong word, but how would you describe it? Today, inflation hit 8.6%. Those are the official numbers. Those are the numbers arrived at using the government's own cooked metrics but it's still the highest increase in inflation in more than 40 years. So it's not surprising that consumer confidence is at the lowest level ever recorded. Why? Really, it comes down to energy. The cost of energy is up nearly 40% over last year. The average price of a gallon of gas is now over five bucks, but it won't stop there. JP Morgan predicted it'll get to $6 and soon. So when the price of fuel goes up, so does the price of everything else because our transportation systems are dependent on the price of fuel. And when it gets high enough, people can't go anywhere. Even the police. In Michigan, one department says it can no longer respond to emergency calls because the price of gas has gone too high. Quote, we've exhausted what funds were budgeted for fuel with several months to go before the budget reset, said the sheriff of Isabella County on Tuesday. Quote, I've instructed the deputies to attempt to manage whatever calls are acceptable over the phone. So enforcing the law 
over the phone. It sounds like a story from the third world, but that's America. It's Michigan. And it's just the beginning. A CNBC survey just found that 68% of corporate CFOs are predicting recession soon. Zero chief financial officers surveyed by CNBC believed a recession could be avoided. All of them thought it was absolutely inevitable. What are the effects? Well, one of them is staples, food prices. They were already up 5% in December. They're now up more than 10% year over year. So when food becomes too expensive to buy, you have a crisis. How is the administration responding to this crisis, a demonstrable crisis? Well, Biden has just unveiled new regulations on ethanol. By the way, here's a really simple test if you want to know you're speaking to someone who understands anything about science or the environment. Anyone who tells you ethanol is good for the, quote, environment is either ignorant or lying. We know after decades of studying it that ethanol hurts the environment. There is no environmental benefit to ethanol, and there's a massive cost both to the land and also to you. Thanks to Biden, gasoline refiners will be forced to blend 20 billion gallons of ethanol because it's a renewable fuel for the planet. But what this really is, is a requirement from the Biden administration to burn food in your car. That's what ethanol is. It's corn. So what happens when you divert food crops like corn to ethanol production? Well, we know the answer because it's been studied for decades. In 2008, an evolutionary biologist at Cornell called David Pimentel wrote this, quote, the use of corn for ethanol has led to major increases in the price of U.S. beef, chicken, pork, eggs, bread, cereal, milk. It's a boon to agribusiness and a bane to consumers. In fact, the director general of the U.N. Food and Agriculture Organization reports that using 22 pounds of corn to produce one gallon of ethanol is already causing food shortages. Well, of course, that was 2008. This is not news. Anyone who's been paying attention can tell you ethanol is bad for the environment. It's terrible for engines. And it is above all a disaster for your food supply. So at the same moment we are facing food shortages, the Biden administration has decided to make food scarcer and more expensive. Food will be just as expensive as gasoline. And you probably hadn't heard about that. Because once again, last night, every single news network in this country, except ours, was reporting on something else. Here are their priorities. This primetime presentation was both clear and it was compelling. The first in a historic set of hearings here. This is not just about what happened on January 6th or in the days leading up to it. It's about a clear and present danger to our democracy. I can't listen to the lies. <clears throat> the lies it's uh it's overwhelming <laughs> anyway praise god um and i'm also glad to share with you that um yeah i don't have to play the second t- tucker clip because the first one uh had it inside of it so praise god for that thank you jesus um but you heard that um i'm i'm really glad he put it the way that he put it it could be put a bunch of different ways but I'm, I'm very glad that he brought, brought the corn and the ethanol into it and also tied it back to the energy crisis, which and then handed the flaming um, Labrador, the bag of Labrador, and handed it right to who it belongs, Biden. But he's not coherent enough to even know what he's holding. So we know where it's coming from. It's coming from Obama. 
But, of course, you know, even at this point, the global satanic crime syndicate that is inclusive of, wow, <laughs> hundreds of agencies worldwide, many of them incredibly wealthy, Clinton Foundation, Rockefeller Foundation, John Birch Society, Tavistock Institute. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I could literally, I could spend a whole, hours and hours just reading down the list of all the evil ones. And you know what? You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even remember one bazillionth of them all. I can't. And I've known it forever. The Rhodes Roundtable. Most people don't even know there is a such thing as a Rhodes Roundtable. And then most of these people were saint worshipers. You know that uh, uh, what, what was that movie um, uh, uh, Eyes Wide Shut? I mean, I don't highly, I don't recommend you, to, 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 but but let me tell you something. That's real stuff. It's way more real and way more frequent than you can ever imagine, and it's horrific. <sighs> anyway, all right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Now, next. I want to go ahead and share this little tidbit. It's only about three minutes long uh, from uh, Paul Joseph Watson uh, regarding a chilling development in Brazil. And I'm just going to let him do the talking. All right. I, I was going to read the article and explain it to everybody, but then I thought, ah, no, he does a good enough job. So here we go. If you want to know the logical conclusion of where all this hysteria about disinformation is leading then just take a look at what's happening in Brazil. Before we get to that, let's just remind ourselves of what happened in America. Documents leaked by Senators Charles Grassley and Josh Hawley revealed the true nature of what the Department of Homeland Security's disinformation board, the Ministry of Truth, was really intended to be. After it was terminated, its ousted leader, Scary Poppins, Nina Jankowicz, a hyper-partisan spreader of left-wing disinformation, as well as the DHS itself, claimed that the purpose of the unit was never, quote, about censorship or policing speech in any manner. Turns out that was, well, disinformation. The leaked documents show that the government had planned to work hand-in-hand with Twitter and had already met with them to work towards, quote, operationalizing public-private partnerships between DHS and Twitter to suppress and censor content related to, quote, conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories, of course, being a catch-all euphemism for any information harmful to regime narratives. This went way beyond Twitter as a private company, as hyper-partisan as it is, merely enforcing its own terms of service. This was the government working directly with Twitter to censor information it deemed harmful, much like happens in places like communist China and in total violation of the First Amendment and the ultimate goal, which is now unfolding in Brazil. Brazil's presidential, legislative and regional elections are all set to take place in October. The head of Brazil's superior electoral tribunal has now said openly that the court will nullify election winners that they deem to have shared disinformation online. When, as per its jurisdictional function, the court receives a complaint and it is demonstrated that a specific candidate engaged in deeds that he knew were false, he will be subject to the electoral code rule characterizing that conduct as a crime, and this can result in the loss of his office as punishment Edson Fashin warned. In other words, if Jair Bolsonaro is democratically voted into office again by the Brazilian people, the election court can just claim that Bolsonaro shared 
disinformation about something during the campaign and then arbitrarily strip him of the presidency. Fashing claimed, quote, we are not in the corner of any candidate, and yet the only candidate under scrutiny is Bolsonaro. For warning about the vulnerability to fraud of electronic voting systems. And let's be honest, this whole disinformation trope is a one-way street. It only ever impacts conservative, right-wing, populist candidates. What's happening in Brazil obviously represents an assault on the very bedrock of democracy. It's a literal coup, but it's all being presented as reasonable under the guise of stopping the spread of disinformation. And it all comes back to the same point time and time again. Who decides what's disinformation? The federal bureaucracy, the deep state, the regime. Gee, what could possibly go wrong? <sighs> uh, I've already had a conversation with um, had a conversation with uh, Elena. For those of you who uh, enjoy her shows, uh, when we have her on and one on one, you know, is between me and her. And I told her, I said, you know, when they make what I do illegal in this country. That's when I shut down the program. And you might be like, well, or, well, see, cause, see he, so here's the thing. Okay, I can serve the Lord a bazillion different ways. And I, and, but once, what good do I do the Lord by overtly breaking a law and ending up in jail and just sitting there? I, I, I can do so much more for the Lord as a free person and heck i might even just go ahead and take so if you're if you're a fan of this program you might want to get yourself an old copy of i i don't know if they have new copies of it or not but if you use um itunes you can set itunes to download uh all the old shows if you want you know so you got to dork around with it a little bit and everything and tell it to auto automatically download and give it a, a folder to put them in but you can start doing that right now because what I might do uh, when they come to that place is I'll take down tribulation now, um, you know, the stuff that would make them mad. And, um, you know, I might even just kill the whole website and then um, continue to do the radio show. But this, just talk about the Lord and talk about things that they, they don't you know care about. But um, I'm going to figure out a way to continue to serve the Lord until we're evacuated out of here. Okay, but I don't think it does anybody any good. And Elena agreed. She was like, I feel exactly the same way. The Lord put that on my on my, uh, uh, you know, on my heart as well. There's no point. And and it's coming. And what's really fascinating is it's going to get so it's going to become exactly like Nazi Germany, the Gestapo. They're going to knock on you. They're not they're going to just break your door down, come in, throw you in the back of the van, take you away. One thing is for sure, I want to do as much for the Lord as I possibly can. I didn't come this far for no good reason. Thank you, Jesus. And if I've got to be alive, which obviously I do, then praise his name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All right. And, and, but but we've got to be wise. We've got to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And right now, at this time, now, now granted, you know, when it comes to being following the Bible, you've got to follow Daniel. 
Okay, you got to understand the whole story about not the whole entire story, but almost the most the greatest takeaway from from the book of Daniel. I think one of the greatest takeaways from the book of Daniel is the typology associated with the antichrist and when you obey versus when you don't obey. Daniel obeyed every single rule of the land of Babylon. And we're here in the United States, we are in Babylon the Great. No better symbolism right there. No better example in in all the universes. Daniel did everything he was, you know, he became part of the society. He blended in. The only time that Daniel would not do what he was told to do was when he was in direct violation with the Holy Bible. But if you don't know your Bible, you're in trouble because you just don't know. So it behooves you to know your Bible really, really well. And by the way, the symbolism of the statue of Nebuchadnezzar could not be any more brilliantly aligned to, uh, you know, worshiping, you know, the, you know the, the image of the beast. Get it? But I don't think – I'm, I'm positive the barley harvest will not be here for that. And that's what we should be shooting for. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And believe me, uh, I don't, I, if, if I don't make the barley harvest, I'm going to flip out. I'll keep going. Nothing's going to stop me from keeping on going. But boy, oh boy, I want to make the barley harvest so bad I could just I, – I, never mind. I, badly. Let's just put it that way. Very, very, very badly. And I think that everybody, everybody ought to. There's no bravado in giving up your life for no good reason. Okay? You're not if, – if you can be – look, look, Jesus could have ended it – oh, gosh, there's bazillions and bazillions of examples in the Bible that you can use over and over and over again, okay, that help us to understand that when it's our time, it's our time, but that's up to God. In the meantime, we're supposed to be wise as servants. We're supposed to be obedient. We're supposed to do what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to be compliant with Romans 13. And, 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 and you know, so if they make a law that says we, you can't do this, but that, they can't make a law that says you can't talk about Jesus. That is non-compliant with the Holy Bible. That's where we have to draw the line. They cannot tell you to become a homosexual. They cannot tell you to do things that the Bible says you can't do. You see what I'm saying? You've got to know what, what you can't do, what's a sin, and they can't tell you to do that. All right? So they can't stop us from preaching Jesus. And if they do, and that becomes a crime, I will happily, happily get taken away. Call me a son of thunder. You put me in the back of that black Tahoe, and you better be getting ready for a bunch of Jesus hugs. I know I won't even make it to the FEMA camp. There ain't going to be no way because I'm going to be Jesus. I, you know, now, granted, if they you know, cuff me behind my – I'm still going to hug on them and tell them Jesus loves them. I'm going to drive them so crazy with Jesus love. I probably won't even arrive at the FEMA camp alive, which for me would be actually kind of cool. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. A little bit of Stephen, but with a bullet, huh? Amen. All right. So, all right. Next one up on the news. Let's go forward. It's not normal. 
All right, praise God. Headline up government, uh, from WorldNet Daily. Government watchdog. Feds manipulated description of the Capitol riot. Uh, this is a dog and pony, folks. First off, on tribulation-now.org, I have video evidence that that whole thing was staged with crisis actors, lying federal agents that were all paid off. I mean, it's amazing how many godless people out there will accept money and do anything for money. It's amazing. They, uh, over and over and over and over and over again, they're saying about all these police officers that died, police officers, police officers, police officers, six police officers, police officers. No, not one died. Not one. It's all lies. It's all lies. Not a single. Not, and, he, and, and that doesn't even include the lies of the fake. The whole thing was it was it was a forgery. It was a fake. It, 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 there were people that joined in that, you know, fell for the uh, what they call uh, agent provocateurs that are highly paid. And they should have been arrested. But the other people that were around them that did get arrested, but they didn't get arrested. And everybody's wondering, why didn't they get arrested? And it's because they were in on it. So what we're seeing right now is one of the it's it, it is on the same it is par it is par with 9/11 the January 6th lie is on par with 9/11 and I am horrified as a human being. And more so horrified as a servant of the Lord God, our Most High, our awesome Father. That I know there are people all around me that believe what they're seeing on these news. That they believe it was real. They see the pictures of the people crawling all over the walls and they're like, it's real. They hear the word insurrection, they don't even know what it means. It doesn't even meet the definition of an insurrection. All right, so anyway, let's go, let's, let's go on. Um, you heard the Tucker Carlson call out, and there was a whole bunch more of that. I mean, I hate to think that I would be willing to pay my entire cable bill just to occasionally hear Tucker Carlson, because I can't stand any of the rest of it. They're all sold out to Satan. Oh, man. Don't want to do anything to hurt my paycheck. All right, next one up. The January 6th Capitol riot was not the real insurrection, according to this particular article, which, of course, came out of another country. It says America is under attack from within. Correct. Thank you. Have to go to have to go to another country to know. Um, uh, this is actually a Russian newspaper. <laughs> you would imagine we're we're born and raised in 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 uh, in, in Babylon the Great. You know, put your hand on your uh, over. Your, thank God I was born in '62. Thank you Jesus, I was part of the uh, uh, you know um, uh, the you know the Kent State um, you know rebels against war groups. You know, I, right? That was the perfect timing. You know, the Jane Fonda group. Okay, the uh, the. Because my sisters, who were born 20 years before me, have a completely different you know, opinion about everything. They're still practicing hiding underneath their desks from nuclear bombs in grade school. <laughs> uh, but 
But anyway, it, this article does a really good job. It says, as members of the House of Representatives gathered to attend the hearing of the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attack on the United States Capitol, one can't help but wonder about the hypocrisy of the spectacle, especially in light of the Biden administration's soft-touch approach to the George Floyd riots that swept the nation in 2020. Isn't it amazing that you got to go to Russia to hear the truth? Oh, and they're, oh, by the way, they're, they're pumping articles now out into the internetoliosphere. So it can't be, I can't call it the internetosphere anymore. I have to call it the internetoliosphere. Okay, uh, that, that, by the way, that, oh, we're very, very concerned because Russia's going to manipulate the outcome of the election at the midterms. Oh, my God, man. Oh, it's agonizing. It's agonizing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's a blessing and it's agonizing. I like it. Hey, there. Thank you, Jesus. I like all the other ones, too. Blessing and agonizing. Yeah. Boy, that one there needs to get put up on a big old post-it note. Big old post-it note with red ink right here, right up here in the golden J.I.B. Jesus is broadcasting studios. Hallelujah. All right. Next one up. January 6th committee takes aim at Donald Trump. No, come on. There's no way that could happen. You're good. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Yeah, yeah. They're saying that Trump kind of like, you know, prearranged this deal with the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and all this kind of stuff so that he could create a coup to take over the, Okay. Oh, well, did they know, do any of these people know that the Bible says that all liars go to hell? I don't know. I guess they don't believe in hell. Well, if they've been part of the church in the last 60 years, they probably have never even heard the word. Next one up. Cold winter of recession is coming, Clinton Treasury Secretary Summers says. Folks, right now, if you saw the charts that are coming that, you know, Paul Joseph Watt, or was it? No, it was Carlson. These CEOs, they know, and a lot of them are in on it, and some of them are even part of the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate. And I'm telling you, they know what's going on. And you look at the charts, oh, my gosh. I am pretty sure based upon the Olivet Discourse and all of the warnings that Jesus gave us, and the Bible is always a, um, what's the term, understatement. So when God says, I send a strong delusion so that they, the unrighteous, will believe the lie, our Father is saying. When our Father uses the word strong and side by side with the word delusion, it's amazing how people just, you know, go, oh, I believe the falling away is this, and I believe the falling away has been in progress, falling away, falling away, falling away. And I'm like, man, you do not get your Bible at all. You got to take those words and you got to amplify them times 500 to get the magnitude of what it means. When God says great earthquake, he's talking about the whole earth shaking and every building on the earth falling down and billions of people dying. 
we we keep taking our heavenly father and like I wonder how small I can make him. Maybe I can squish him into a 12-ounce Coke can because that's my level of comfort. Yeah, yeah, the Earth's only 6,000 years old. Um, Never mind that, you know, when Cain and then got sent away and he went and, you know, made, you know, multitudes of families. And where did they all come from? Where were they? Where'd those people come from? They just materialize out of thin air? The Garden of Eden was injected onto an earth teeming with life that has been here for billions of years. Oh, anyway. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, folks. We are heading for, just like this, the J.P. Morgan Chase CEO said, not, not a storm, not a perfect storm, but a financial global hurricane. Okay. Now, if that's coming from the CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, compare that. Oh, and look at all the people that are buying up gold, gold, gold. I'm going to get gold, 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 gold. Gold's going to save me gold. They don't even think about you pull out a piece of gold, and, and when people are starving, they're going to just cap you in the back of the head, and you're going to be laying there dead and bleeding out in the 7-Eleven because you were dumb enough to pull out a piece of gold. People have no common sense. <sighs> anyway. 1930, let's see, what was it, 34 was it, 33 was it? The federal government made possession, personal possession of gold a federal crime. Those who don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. Well, whatever. Next one up. Earthworms on steroids are spreading like wild in Connecticut. And then they're showing some of them. The only problem is they don't really have it to scale. I know how big some of those buggers can get, and they can get big. Um, like, you know, but anyway, praise God. I, there, there's just a lot of weird animal things that are going on. And that, I find that fascinating because the very end of the four seal, remember the seals are rolling out in parallel right now. Okay. So that means that any part of any of the seals, potentially parts of those can start happening at any time, which we've already seen the monkey apocalypse going on because of the lack of uh, tourism and everything uh, in Thailand and all that kind of weirdness. But, but there's lots more. There's just lots more. So if you go like Revelation chapter six and you look at the end of the fourth seal, okay, you see where it says, um, you know, it says, so I looked up and behold a pair of horse named the Saddam and his death and Hades followed with him and power was given him over a four, fourth of the earth. Well, you know what's fascinating about that? One fourth of the earth basically are all the developed countries that would have a war machine to participate in World War III. It's mathematically sound. I mean, to, to some degree with margin of error, but anyway, and then it to kill with a sword and hunger, folks, and hunger with death and by the beasts of the earth. Wow. All right, next one up. Hallelujah. Here we go. Breitbart reports, the United States at risk for season of political violence. Now, remember, one of the – I'm not saying there's a, not a, like, a, like a bazillion other things that are queued up right now, okay, events, apocalyptic events that are queued up and bunches of them that we probably have no idea about. But, again, David Wilkerson, Dimitri Dudeman, one of the big lead-in events to when things get super-duper-duper duper bad is a, the United States goes into civil war. By the way, that was confirmed by a, another prophet recently that uh, is relatively well-known. Now, his response to it wasn't – it was more, well, I'm not going to get into it. But anyway, yeah, it's coming. I mean, it's so obvious. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. 
COVID-19, listen to this, key COVID-19 reproduction figure hits a three-month high as a renewed outbreak intensifies. Next one up. Daily Beast reports 14 million people are locked down again in Shanghai after just 11 people get COVID. Thought that maybe we were going to catch back up with all the different supply chain interruptions? Mm, Nope. Ain't going to happen. Next one up. Dutch farmers are angry over mandatory measures to drastically reduce nitrogen emissions. And then they show a bunch of cows. Now, let's see here. It says the farmers in the Netherlands have been angered by the government's plans for tougher measures that would drastically reduce emissions of nitrogen oxide. Please tell me they're not going to. I'm just trying to look at. It doesn't say what they're being told to do, though. They're showing, I wonder if they're going to have to now. I don't know. But if this is about cow emissions. <laughs> oh. Next one up. Google sidelines engineer. In other words, pushes them to the side and says, shut up or you'll lose your job. Sidelines an engineer who claims that their artificial intelligence software engine is sen- sentient. So this particular engineer, his name is Blake, he believes and has reason to believe, obviously, or else he wouldn't come out public with it, believes that it's now learning on its own. Uh, you know, so, you know, what are you going to say to this stuff? I mean, come on, folks. <laughs> you know, the, you know when, I was in the, when I was in the Navy – putting on some of the most advanced mini computers the world had in military. Someone who knew came over to me and put his hand on my shoulder and he said, son, see this advanced system here? I want to tell you what it does. And he gave me a little brief synopsis. Really impressive. And he said, this technology is 20 years old. So really when we're reading all these things, It's way worse than we think. Another headline. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Drought, heat, high winds, fan the forest fires in southern France. So we've got southern France breaking out with fires. Any second now, folks, we're going to start hearing it in the Midwest. The temperatures are going to be killing people in the Midwest. People can't afford their energy bills. So they're going to be turning off their their AC, and they're, they're going to be dropping over. Uh, probably a lot of the retirees. All right, next one up. Global chip shortage expected to worsen. Don't forget, they shut down the uh, the the plant, you know, for uh, for making Mustangs. <laughs> it's, it's the tip of the iceberg. It's hitting the cable TV market. They can't. I talked to the Spectrum cable guy that was over at the house the other day, and he's he looked at me with he was pretty hor- horrified. He was he was not happy, and he was like, "We can't even get boxes to change out for people that got dead boxes. We're driving across town, meeting our coworkers, and grabbing stuff out of the back of their vans because they can't get new boxes." It's way, way, hey, hey, worse than you think. Whatever you think it is, 
<laughs> it's way worse. A lot of people won't realize it until it's too late. And once they do realize it, well, you think, oh, gosh, it's just, oh, man, this is this isn't just a perfect storm. This is like having three gigantic hurricanes, cat fives coming directly at each other from different directions, right smack dab over the, I mean, no, man. Okay, praise God. Next one up. Hallelujah. Express reports. Uh, a third of fish and chip shops are facing closure due to the food shortages. Now, I don't know about you, but the people in the UK are going to revolt. Okay, so this could turn into another French Revolution kind of thing where the people in the UK get in all their boats and they go over to France and they try to, you know, they have these like duels and stuff over sunflower oil because you don't want to run out of fish and chips in the United Kingdom. All right, next one up. 70 Georgia churches leave the United Methodist Church over their homosexuality debate. Why they would even be having the debate in the first place is the question. Next one up. China vows to fight to the end to prevent Taiwan's independence. Anybody surprised about that? I'm not surprised. You're good. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. So there's a lot, you know, the question is, I would almost think that the Obama-Biden World Economic Forum, Schwab, Rhodes Roundtable, Tavistock Institute, Committee of 300, Global Satanic Crime Syndicate, Evil, House of Windsor, Filth. You know, it almost seemed like it would be to their advantage to do something really, really big in Taiwan. Just to push it forward, you know. But uh, I don't know. We're in a weird place right now. I mean, all of this, the trains, you got to imagine yourself at that place, that switching station on a train. If you know anything about trains and how trains move and stuff, and they have these things called switching stations, and then they got, they got these guys, and they schedule everything, and then the trains come in, and it hits the switching station, and then it turns because the switch and puts it on another track. It's almost like a star, like a hub-and-spoke kind of a thing. It's like these perfect Cat 5 hurricanes in every category that Jesus warned us about in the Olivet Discourse. There's a, there's an Olivet Discourse Category 5 hurricane on pestilence. There's a Category 5 hurricane on starvation. There's a Category 5 hurricane on people hating one another. Even in your own family. There's a Category 5 perfect storm hurricane on financial collapse. There's a Category 5, you know, hurricane coming on Christian persecution. You can't make enough Category 5 hurricanes. And there you are standing right at the middle of the switch of the train track, and every one of those hurricanes is heading right at you. Oh, well. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Speaking of evil, seething evil, why is it that the seething evil, they, they must use strange, well, like Jude says, it's strange flesh. <laughs> I don't even know. 
I don't even want to go there. Listen to this report. Henry Kissinger says the United... Why is he still alive? Why is the Queen still alive? These things are entities. They're not real. That's probably why they're still alive. I think I'm answering my own question. Oh, man. Henry Kissinger says the United States definitely more polarized today than during Vietnam. Okay. I'm not even going to play the thank you, Captain Obvious clip for that. (laughs) Okay. Somebody just needs to walk over and say, okay, old man, it's time to check out. Okay, where's Dr. Kevorkian when you need him? I'm just joking. Praise God. Oh, well, but he ain't real. He, he's, he, these are entities. They're entities. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Listen to this. Elephant kills 70-year-old person and then goes back to the person's funeral to trample him again. I don't know what that person said to this elephant or did to this elephant's kid, but whatever it was, it was pretty bad. (sighs) Like it says in the fourth seal, and the beast did the earth. Next one up. New Zealand indigenous family under house arrest for 11 months. But why? I thought New Zealand was a cool place. They're under house arrest. Can't go to work, nothing, none of that kind of stuff, you know? Because they didn't take their vaccination. I think I think uh, Ron DeSantis and uh, Donald Trump ought to cause a landslide election thing. They ought to rip. Somehow they they got to figure out how to get rid of the Dominion machines. Cause some kind of a humongous upset and then send every, every single cruise ship in the world to Australia and New Zealand and rescue those poor people and put all of their lawmakers in jail forever. Then maybe we'll have a Jesus moment. I have a little bit more time. Instead of trying to kill people and destroy their lives, they might have a little bit more time to discover Jesus and the Bible that's in their in their in their uh, in their cell in the supermax. Next one up. New eruption at the Bulusan volcano covers nearby communities in heavy ash in the Philippines. Again, I just. Touching upon some of the signs in the sun and the moon and stars, seas roaring, uh, signs in earth beneath, uh, blood, fire, and vapor of smoke. It's all happening. It's it's not that it's not diminishing. It's increasing. It's just that there's so much other stuff. All right, next one up. Thirty-one people with ties to oh no, white nationalist groups are arrested for conspiracy to riot near a pride parade. Now. Let's let's investigate the language. Conspiracy to riot. What exactly does that mean? <laughs> it means <laughs> it means that the 
the shadow government paid off FBI, black ops, global satanic crime syndicate said, hey, look, there's a group who disagrees, and they're obviously here for to do no good, so there's your conspiracy charge. Man, it's just unbelievable. Man, it's, it's going to get a lot worse. I mean, folks, they're already attacking the churches, the church buildings, and the graffiti and the bad words, the colloquialism, the evil, and the, and killing people outside of churches, even in the United States. You don't have to go to Nigeria to get a bomb thrown in your church anymore. You have them right here. Next one up. Extreme heat records are being set in California and Texas and will swell all the way over to the east. And I'm like going, holy moly, because it's like been really hot here in Florida the last few weeks. It's unbelievable. And they're talking about this is some big stuff. 120. Higher. Really, it, I, I'm, I'm astonished that the, um, the brush fires haven't started yet. But anyway, praise God for that for whatever time it gives somebody to. Get out of Dodge. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Inflation in Denmark hits a 40-year high. Let's see, it still doesn't go back. To, well, 1933 wouldn't have been applicable to them. But anyway, yeah, we're going to we're going to surpass, I believe, in in the next in in the in the uh, JP Morgan Chase perfect storm hurricane event that's coming financially. I hate to say this, but I sadly feel like it could make you know, the Great Depression looked like kind of like a 2008 housing bubble. Another headline, Obama approved accusing Russia and of DNC hack before the FBI received the DNC servers, which means he was in on it. Oh. Listen to this. Gasoline prices in the Netherlands hits an all-time high. Well, I did a little conversion thing here. They're paying over $10 a gallon. That's amazing. We're talking about if they have a 20-gallon tank, they're talking about over $200 to fill their tank. It's Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Inflation. Oh, I already covered that one. Hold on. A slip of the mouse. Michigan lawmakers ask permission to defend state abortion ban. That is going to and then right after that world net daily reports senators ask the department of justice for a response to the surging pro-abortion violence if abortions aren't safe then you aren't either they're, they're putting us on the side of churches and things <laughs> are, are you hearing me ah, next one up hallelujah austrian pork prices skyrocketing nobody should be surprised about any of the meat price any of anything skyrocketing right now really when you think about it the domino effect the supply chain interruptions the stuff that you heard tucker carlson saying in the beginning of the show regarding what biden's Biden's doing with ethanol all kind of stuff this is this is carefully thought out orchestrated choreographed implosion of the global monetary system food supply system with bioweapons being thrown at the people at the same time. I mean, oh, it, it's, it's not, and that's the tip of the iceberg. Speaking of which, next one up. Top health officials comment on how monkeypox spreads. And now they're saying it's just requires sustained face-to-face contact. 
Now watch how the narrative will change over time. Okay? Just like it did with COVID. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. I mean, pretty soon, I think it would be reasonable that they'd probably get to a point where they're going to be saying, you know, it spreads through the air. If one person with monkeypox gets on an airplane, everybody's going to get it. They're going to, the fear factor isn't where it needs to be yet. But they're, they're working their way up to it. And don't even get me going on some of the reports that had leaked out regarding gain of function on monkeypox. I don't even want to go there. And on top of more COVID stuff coming out, interrupting the supply chains out of Shanghai. Nothing's moving. Over 11 people. It's, it's, anyway. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. One in six Germans are skipping meals so they can afford power on, things like that. Do we eat? I don't know. And when you read the entire article, it it makes it very clear that this is the tip of the iceberg, and they expect another 13% uh, on very short notice. No, I'm sorry. It says actually here, it says they expect it to rise to 32% of the German population. And and it even says that that it could hit as high as 42% further down. That's a lot. Next one up, hallelujah. Casualty warnings, as Russia said to use deadlier weapons in the war. By the way, there's a lot of reports that are coming out of the mainstream media now. I should say the lying stream media, because they've been lying since day one in regard to Ukraine. Well, guess what? They're starting to change their tune. Because the whole world is seeing that Russians, Russia is mowing them over like, <laughs> like little ducklings going over like, you know, the Niagara Falls. Anyway, and we continue to antagonize them. They come out and they say, if you give them these kinds of weapons, we are going to do this. Then what do we do the next day? We give them those kinds of weapons. <laughs> okay. They're just, they're not doing one inkling more than what they warned us they would do if we kept on egging them on. While at the same time, they are offering the world grain and liquid natural gas from the ports of Mariupol and also directly from Russia, which is one of the largest grain providers in the world. But we can't touch it because it's under sanction. So we have to starve to death. It's all planned. Anybody who isn't seeing Michael Jackson moonwalking right now, I wish he was. I wish, the only reason I would wish that Michael Jackson was still alive is if he could moonwalk right over the head of Obama, like you know, with with cleats on the bottom of his shoes. Next one up. Fox News reporters in the far right freak out over uh, F- Fox News having a trans teenager segment. So they're all compromised. It's degrees. Another headline, protesters march in Geneva against World Trade Organization role in ar- 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 I'm sorry, agriculture. And the reason why they're marching is they're like, don't tell us what we're supposed to do with the food that we grow. 
you know, it, it's it's just, you know, New World Order stuff, you know. No surprises, I guess. Another headline, Libya capital rocked by heavy fighting between militias, Tripoli, Libya, all that kind of stuff, never ends. Uh, it's, it's all over the world. Uh, another one here, uh, they, they've got Iran's overcutting deals for 20, year, 20 years with uh, Venezuela. I didn't bother with that one because it's like, there's too much other stuff. It's, you know, listen to this. Wheat source, more than 5% is poor U.S. harvest, and India's grain for fertilizer swap deal threatened global supply. India is like, hey man, we got enough grain to to feed the whole world right here. Here it is. Here it is. Check it out, man. See that? See all that grain? See all like a hundred gazillion tons of grain right there for you. But we are running out of fertilizer. And if you don't cough up some fertilizer, you can starve. Next one up: twelve of Biden's thirteen amendments to strengthen the World Health Organization withdrawn. Seen as a temporary setback to Klaus Schwab. Uh, Canada food bank stretched thin as food prices rise higher and higher and higher and higher. United States households are burning through savings at an alarming rate and could run out within months. Families struggling to feed their children. Saudi Arabia cuts oil supplies with China. <laughs> Where's the good news? Shuttering Damascus Airport, Israel ramps up its effort to foil Iran arms transfers. So they're just doing what they always do with their outstanding intel- intelligence from the Mossad. They knew there was Iran shipments of, of our, uh, weapon, weaponry. They went in, took it out. It was at the airport, and now everybody's throwing a fit. Heavy damage at Damascus, Air- D- D- Damascus Airport. Of course, Russia chimes in. This is the one thing that really irritates me about Russia. Now, I know why they defend Iran. Russia, def- it's, it's self-serving. It's not because they really care all that much about Iran, and it's not really that they care all that much about Syria. To them, it's just another Ukraine. It's a buffer. You know, it's a land buffer. You know, so if they can keep Iran left alone and they can keep Syria left alone so that we, the United States of Babylon the Great, don't do to Syria, what we did to Iraq, which is be exa- it would be like forget it. It's it's like making Ukraine part of NATO and giving them like super long range missiles. It, it would be instant World War Three. So it's not it's not that Putin has any great love for the you know Iranian people or any of that stuff. It's just it's it's like um, it's a land buffer. Anyway. And last but not least, headline, Russian military moves in the Arctic are worrying the United States and NATO. And by the way, they're going to use them. The prophecies, dreams, and visions are in, and they're going to fly their bombers over Canada. So my friends in Canada are going to call me on the phone when they see the bombers flying over their house. Aren't you, Vera? <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I keep on going, folks. Um, one last one. Stars and Stripes and Military Magazine reports. Ukraine is running out of ammunition as prospects dim on the battlefield. So that even the mainstream lying media is coming out and admitting, finally, this whole thing has been just a, well, whatever. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go ahead and bring on uh, Brother Zen and Joy. Here we go.
Brother Zen, are you there? Zen, are you there? We're not getting your audio. I'm not getting your audio. Okay, I'm just going to leave uh, the sorry. line. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh. good. Okay, cool. I apologize. Right, I'm here. Oh, no worries. Praise Jesus. Um, And let me see. I don't see the normal number for joy. And let me look here. Just double check in. Now, I know she's been going through some changes at the house and stuff. And so that, oh, there yeah. she is. Hallelujah. There's, there we go. Uh, Dr. Joy Jeffries Pugh, are you there? Hey, how are y'all tonight? Hey, we're hanging hey, in there. Hey, Dr. Joy. Yeah. Uh, crazy world, man. It's just absolutely nuts. But anyway, um, Zen, Zen, what's going on out there? Why don't you go ahead and open up? Open up the, uh, the the dialogue a little bit for us today. I mean, you you've seen the intensity of all the things increasing exponentially. I mean, what's your whole take on this thing holistically? Uh, well, everything is ramping up. Uh, we are in the the times uh, where you know the apostles asked. Christ, what would be the signs of his return in the end of the age, and the wars and rumors of wars, the earthquakes and pestilences and diverse places and uh, people being turned in for their beliefs and attacked for his namesake. I mean, this is all um, ramping up as the what would be the war against the saints because you know eventually the boogeyman rearing its ugly head that we're the true target of all that the, the whole military tribunal system even the um the jib jab the snake bite all of that uh we say the georgia guidestones as the guiding principles for the agenda of the new world order so it's not like anything is hidden at all my son and i we just began a whole series on our channel um, directed at reading the illuminati secret covenant and the protocols of the learned elders of zion and it's something that um i've been wanting to do you know going like through scripture chapter by chapter verse by verse because it's something that is necessary for people to read and understand in my opinion because it will give you insight into how the elites think and also what they think of us you know the goyim the useless eaters um, and how they have set into place. I mean, even for that, whether you think the, the manuscript is a hoax or, you know, whatever, uh, when you read and study and look into the insider writings that have come out from the New World Order and even what the Freemasons declare themselves, uh, even with the, the, you know, the vision of Pike and the the reason to have and perpetuate three world wars in order to bring in this one world order, uh, even that and the, um, 
you know, the antagonism and what it says in Zechariah 12 as far as Jerusalem becoming a cup of trembling amongst the nations, uh, that the creation of a, a Zionist state, that this would be uh, one of the things that leads to, and that's also whether, you know, you believe that was New World Order instigated or, you know, th- because nothing happens without uh, the approval of the the Most High. But I definitely believe it was an indication of where we are, that the blooming of the fig tree is a sign to all of us that Christ said, know ye the parable of the fig tree. Um, and then, you know, the indications were the signs and the seasons and summer being nigh. Uh, we are in those times without a doubt. And if you can't see that, I, which, you know, for people, and a lot of people are coming around. And a lot of people are, you know, waking up to the fact that, oh, those conspiracy theorists, they they were actually right or they were ahead of their time. You hear more and more people talking about and acknowledging people that had once been on the fringe and, uh, you know, actually giving others credit for just being ahead of the times. And gosh, um, all of us, the three of us, we've been speaking about these things for seemingly over a decade, how long we've been doing radio shows together. But I know that uh, I think, John, you were on my show all the way back in like 2009. I was, uh, I started Blog Talk in 2006. So it's been it's been a long time, and Dr. Joy, you and I have uh, been doing a lot of videos, YouTube's, and radio shows, and even books um, for a very long time. So, you know, the, it's it's all in people's face, and people can't deny any longer that the things that we've been speaking about are here upon us. And the you know, the fact that you have um, all kind of just, you know, with the inflation, the prices, and people not being able to afford uh, the gas prices or even staying in their homes, they're having to decide on whether to get fuel or food. Or you have the whole water situation in the Southwest and in a lot of other parts of the world where just decades of drought are drying up. I mean, Lake Mead and Lake Powell are at uh, the lowest levels they've ever been. There's only one pipeline left to even fit the those uh, cities and a lot of those um, places out there in the Southwest with water. It, things are dire. And, and, you know, these things aren't even being reported on. People are still just watering their lawns in California and just oblivious to anything different than what they're being told. And uh, it's a lot of people are still asleep, uh, but I do believe there is a great awakening happening and that a lot of people are pulling their heads out of the sand uh, because they hear the rumblings 
uh, of war or whatever it may be, their you know spidey sense is going off that something is amiss. Yep, it's absolutely true. Um, cable guys coming into my house, um, people. <clears throat> the, the doggondest people that you would never think in a bazillion years, you know, are just like everybody's – it's like I don't want to say everybody because there are still a lot of people out there that are just walking around like, you know, CNN zombies. Um, but, yeah. but man, the, the percentage-wise, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I even I, – I look for opportunities, you know, when I'm having meetings at work over Zoom or whatever the case is, especially if it's one-on-one and somebody says something and kind of pulls my string. Uh, I'll kind of hint around about it, and then that opens up a door, and then they start letting loose. So there, I know a lot of people I work with at work that are like I, – I asked this one guy. I hadn't talked to him. I kid you not, I had not had a conversation with this one guy I used to work with for probably about five or six years. And this guy is a total unbeliever skeptic. And I said, what's your take on things going on right now? And his, he said, they are trying to collapse the petrodollar. And I'm thinking to myself, this can't be coming out of his voice. This can't be Andy, you know, Andy speaking, you know, but... I'm telling you, you're right. People are. It's amazing how many are waking up right now, and, and um, I think it's more. I think it's a great time in the sense that it puts them in a place where they are more willing to receive the unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? In other words, you know, instead of going into like, oh, you're some kind of a nut. There's no way this is going to ever happen. You know, you, you, you're, you're, you're one of them. They're conspiracy theorists. You know, once they start putting the pieces together, they become pliable. And you can introduce additional right. stuff to them. It's one of my Receptive, favorite things. Yes. Say, yes. I love to just say to somebody, if I'm, ha- you know, I don't, you know, but let's pretend I'm in a, in a restaurant and it's in a group setting and there's people all around talking, yada, yada, on the porch of Bahama Breeze. And I hear somebody saying something, Did you, can you believe that this, this and that and this and that is happening? Can you believe that? What I'll sometimes do is I'll just kind of lean back and I'll say, seems almost biblical, doesn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to kind of plant the seed. Right. <laughs> all right. right. It's, it's a good time to plant seeds. Sister Joy? Yes, fully. Well, you know, the thing that has always amazed me in the research that I've been doing for, like we were talking about Zen and and you, John, for such a long time is that I can go back and look at my books, especially the last series that I did, Beguiled, Eden to Armageddon, Volumes 1, 2, and 3. You know, I, I was laying the groundwork and showing how what I could kind of theorize from where we had been, where we would be heading right now. And some of the key things that I think that has happened that's been the most interesting for me to really watch is the fact that we have literally started changing humanity. The moment that human DNA became such a viable source of uh, industry and the fact that technology could bring about something that had been really theorized, and that was to try to do something where humanity could be literally controlled by remote control. And I can remember first talking about this kind of things using the pineal gland and using the uh, electromagnetic low frequency waves and then the uh, you know radio frequency ID chips and the, that kind of nature. And of course, people were like, you know, that's just really far-fetched. You know, it's out there in science fiction land. 
But what we've clearly seen is that with the sustainability goals of the um, UN and the fact that the World Economic Forum has got this transhumanism kind of thing going on about connecting the human brain to the cloud, you have to see that something's got to change as far as being totally human. And that's the one thing that Satan hated more than anything, anything I can ever tell you in Scripture, was the fact that God created man in his image. We know that Satan was not created in the image of God. So the, the image that we actually are in, Satan hated that. So you can only understand that if we talk about what Scripture has, has warned us, that at the end of days we would be like the days of Noah and that we would see the resurgence of something that was very, very evil. And if you really go back and you really read through Genesis six eleven through 13, it says the earth also was corrupt before God. It's corrupt. And the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt. For all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me. For the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold them, I will destroy them with the earth. Now, I think that, you know, the first time since, since that time in Noah's day, has a generation ever come into being in our human history that is just like the days of corrupted flesh with the violence and the killing and all that's going on? I mean, you just look at the fact that we have a fight right now going on, Roe versus Wade, where people are willing to go out and kill our Supreme Court for trying to stand up for really what the Bible says. And you have these other people out there just carrying on. And I'm like, you know, the deal is we are supposed to have concern for our fellow man, for our brother, for the unborn child. I mean, that is responsibility for humanity to care for its own. Well, what we're clearly seeing is that's not important anymore, and therefore the love for your brother has kind of gone out the door. So when you start thinking about the transformation, I mean, the LGBT group where they want to go in and, you know, want to take a child and say, you know, he can make a decision at nine years or eight years or six years of age about whether he wants to be a boy or girl. They don't have the foundation. They do not have the knowledge to make that choice. And then when you start changing someone at that age, man, if you just think about I can just vouch from being a woman, and you go through this change of your hormones, just going to the menstrual cycle of life, how that changes you and how that's different than what a boy would go through in, in coming into of age and things of that nature. And then you start playing with all of that, then what you're creating are kind of transgenic, transhuman type beings, and then you start adding in all this other CRISPR technology where you can change the DNA codes within the person, and then you have things that are being put in uh, jabs and things that literally can connect you, really your brain, to a cloud, and with all the Starlink satellites that Elon Musk has got up there, I mean, you can track everybody, everything. I mean, I look at my phone all the time, and it can tell me when I was in a car, when I wasn't in a car, when I was on a bicycle, when, you know, when I was not using that kind of transportation and how many hours I did it and how much time I spent in, in the places I went. Well, now we've, we've got a situation with the amount of time that you can be spending uh, money in the gas stations, you know, where we're looking at high prices. Well, there comes a time once this gets serious enough, and they can get so many people locked into the system using their transgenic mixing, really, of clay and iron together. 
you're going to get to the point that you cannot do anything without them knowing exactly what you're doing. And then once you get that set up, there's no way to get away from it. In fact, I was talking to someone last night, and they had gotten involved in the cryptocurrencies. And so they had decided that they wanted out of it, but they had also decided maybe a year or so ago that they didn't want to have a driver's license anymore. They didn't want it. They didn't need that. Well, would you believe that they cannot get their money out of cryptocurrency where they're at without having a driver's license? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're you're a pre-warning to anybody that's not really thinking that if you don't have an ID and you've got to have a certain ID or you can't get the money that you own. So the fact that we are already seeing this happen, I mean, these are real situations. This is factual stuff that I'm talking about. And the thing is, where it was like we know all those years ago, back in 2005 and before, when we were talking about these things, people were making us into the <laughs> conspiracy theorists that saw UFOs. My gracious, well, now let's look at the, what the, the Pentagon is revealing. I mean, it was literally on TV. You've got the you know, director of Na- um, naval intelligence going, look, guys, this stuff is in our skies. We really don't know what it is, and we're pretty sure none of our allies have it, but we're also pretty sure that probably none of the people who are advis- adversaries have it as well because if not, those people like China and Russia who are adversaries, they would be taken over and we would be speaking Chinese or, or Russian tomorrow. It wouldn't have to wait. So right. clearly our adversaries as well as our allies do not know what this is. So when people have laughed at me about you know following UFOs and stuff like that, I'm like, finally somebody really understands <laughs> that these things are very, very real. They've been here with us from the very get-go. So if you think about it, where we as people who have been what you call watchmen on the wall, I mean, that's what I fully believe that we three were chosen for, you know, in the wounds of our mothers, that we would, we would grow up to do, actually be doing exactly what we're doing. So, you know, I, I've had people laugh me in the last week or so about, you know, UFOs and Bitcoin being underground and this kind of stuff and, and laughing about my research. And I'm thinking to myself, it is underground. I know exactly where it's at. I'm very aware of that. The same way as the situation with the UFO phenomena. I mean, when you've got those people actually before Congress telling you there is nothing we can do to tell the American people or anybody in the world what that is. And it is so serious that they're seeing these things not every now and then. We're talking about daily. And it's so bad, according to them, that they are forming task force in every country in the world. Okay, if that's happening, you can clearly see the end of days are definitely upon us. I mean, there is no way that you cannot believe that they're about to get ready to take our money. They're going to put it in digital currency, and they're going to use the centralized bank. And then they're going to say to you, oh, by the way, if you want your money to be able to buy, sell, and trade, there's this little mark that we're going to put on you because we want to be able to track everything you think you want to say with our satellite system through our our newer links and stuff with your brain because we want to make you into a beehive mind going back to the days of Nimrod and the Tower of Babel. But clearly, as I started off, it told us in Scripture, when we saw a generation that was going to be like that generation of Noah, prepare yourself. The end is near, and that's where we are at today. Amen. Well, if you if you add in the um, 
the I don't know what you want to call it the the storm that's heading this way right now that is uh, known as uh, fintech. Um, and uh, just so you know, Joy, I have to uh, mute your phone call. I don't know why. Between when you're talking, everything sounds beautiful and it's great. And then when you're not talking, for some reason, there's noise coming in on the line. I don't know why. But I'm just going to mute your phone, and then I'm going to toss it to, to Zen, and then we'll bring it back on live. But anyway, um, a lot, I don't know how many people out there know about the whole fintech deal. But, but so basically, the Chinese do it, and they do it in an overt way. We do it, but we do it in a covert way. But we're still doing the same things that China is already doing. It's, it's heavily coordinated. FinTech stands for financial technology. It, it's really an innocuous, unmeaningful, like many of these bills' names are and stuff like that. But what it really means at the end of the day, amongst a lot of other things, is uh, – what the Chinese are doing, which is creating a social score that they intermingle with your credit score, essentially, um, that is – so, so you, you, you've heard all the talk about the Gestapo, you know, all, you know watching where we're going, uh, you know, the, the, the Ministry of Truth. Um, you know, you've, you heard the discussion uh, from Paul Joseph Watson earlier today about them you know, preparing to get rid of the Brazilian president because he believed something that was a conspiracy, and that's a crime now in Brazil. So basically, that paradigm is going to be worldwide. And what they're going to do is they're, they already have the data. So you, can, you can't like go knee-jerk react and go like, oh, no, I'm going to go ahead and get myself a, a, you know, a, a, a VPN service, you know, Express VPN, and I'm going to hide uh, behind Proton Mail and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, forget it. It's game over. These, these, these social scores are already computed. They know where you've been. They know what you've been doing. They have it electronically captured. All they have to do is press a button and pull up your name and do a search on their database. They have it all. It's done. Now, when they complete the cycle, in other words, you know, implement the whole deal, just like the Chinese are already doing. Chinese are kind of like a test bed. And um, they are going to, to create a score. So say, for example, right now you have an 825 in your credit rating. And for those of you out there that are not aware of this, that if your credit rating is really crummy, there's a lot of things you can't do, including renting an apartment. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Now, and what about jobs? Getting a job, maintaining a job. They're going to include it there. When they do a background check on you for any reason, Oh, and by the way, remember uh, the uh, while the uh, Donald Trump uh, claims about uh, fraud on the election was going on, and they had Giuliani and that other lady, and and you know, and, and again, I remind you, folks, not one Dominion voting machine has been taken offline, not one, not one. So if they, so, if anything, they're ten times worse than they were before. So what? My point is that you're, you're, you know, when fintech comes online like it is in China, they will be able to use that, your untrustworthiness as a human. That's what it's going to be. It's going to be an untrustworthiness quotient. You're a nut 
bag. You cannot be trusted. And it's going to take your 850 credit score, and it's going to move it down to a 525. And you're not going to be able to do diddly. Your, your, your roof is going to need to be replaced, and you won't be able to get financing. They're going to use it against retirees. They're going to use it against everybody. And probably include the whole, like New Zealand is doing right now with this people. That I just read the article where there's a family that's been put on ice in their own home for over 11 months. They're not allowed to leave their home because they didn't get a jab. That kind of stuff is coming everywhere. They're going to put those, they're going to put all that data, the stuff that they don't like about you, and they're going to put it into a number, and they're going to mix that number into your credit score and essentially create this whole new thing. Who knows? But you can believe that there'll be agencies that track it. And and guess what? We're all toast. <laughs> so if you don't think you're toast, you're toast. I'm telling you you're toast. You're toast. There ain't a darn thing you can do about it. There ain't no way you can reverse it. Don't bother buying Kevin Mitnick's book about how to disappear for electronically off the because he's, it's wrong. Okay? It's just a big, fat waste of money. I was dumb enough to buy it myself. So anyway, Sister <laughs> wait a minute. Um, I've lost track. Wait a minute. Zen, 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 you're up. Um, I'm not sure if you have seen... Uh, there's a mini series out, and I and I don't watch a lot of shows, but I was um, told about this one, and it's called Hannah, and it's about this uh, girl that is raised with these special genetics, and she has like this wolf blood mixed in with her. She has uh, extrasensory perceptions, able to hear uh, and sense things. But anyways, um, her uh, dad, or who ends up being her dad, breaks her free from this program and has her hiding out in the woods for a very long time. She grows up and then she is tracked and traced and brought back in to this whole program and then brought in with all these other girls that are raised the same way. And they're basically raising these uh, girls with these um, weird genetics in order to make them assassins. And what happens is, um, well, this is spoiler, of course, but what happens is that uh, her she hooks up with this lady that her father is the one that is running this program, and it's completely black ops. The no nobody has oversight over it, and they are using a computer program that selects and, as you said, it, it gathers all the information of all the people. Everywhere in the world, everything you do, your browsing history, your email, everything, all the conversations you have on your cell phones, um, everything that you search, you buy, your digital print, your ISBN, everything. And it keeps and tallies whether you're like one of the divergents, you know, one of those uh, odd people, conspiracy theorists, whatever you want to the tinfoil hat wearing, whatever. Those that are, you know, not um, with the New World Order and won't support the New World Order and would maybe uh, fight against the implementation of such things. And they 
have this whole program where it targets individuals that are going to be dissidents and it goes back to when they're like 13 14 years old and it tries to assassinate them before they ever even reach the age where they're going to become a problem and there's so much truth in this show and with what it's revealing and people think you know this is craziness and that the government would never do this kind of thing, you know, there. Uh, but this kind of thing is already going on. I mean, we have Snowden who blew the whistle on the NSA and all the data gathering and all the things that they were doing, you know, decades ago. And who knows how far it's come now, especially since the American people, there was no real outcry against those kind of fascist maneuvers, the whole Patriot Act being put into place, the FBI being able to spy on American citizens. Um, you know, it's a, you were at one time innocent until proven guilty. Now you're guilty until proven innocent. There's an entire uh, alternative military tribunal system where if they label you a domestic terrorist, or some kind of uh, right-wing conspiracy nut, or you know, even a Christian or somebody that believes in your Second Amendment rights, uh, they just have to label you something that uh, puts a, you know, you're uh, one of those boogeymen, and then they can uh, extraordinary rendition, take you out of country, put you in a place where nobody even knows where you're at. They don't have to tell your family anything nobody knows um that you're being tortured and that this kind of uh, confession being pulled from you is going to be used against you in a court of law i mean it is literally insane and this is all on the books this, this kind of thing has been taking place and being perfected since 9-11 you know the war on and war of terror this is ongoing. Uh, the whole thing with, you know, the 24, the the show where they started to torture people, and then they realized that, oh, well, American citizens aren't against waterboarding, even though they're doing all kind of insane uh, manners and ways of torturing people. They euphemistically slipped that in, and because... You know, America didn't have a great outcry against it, and um, uh, they normalized it. Uh, they they are continuing. You know, it's like business as usual, and people don't realize that. You know, we're the real targets. They are uh, normalizing all these things so that they can use them against people that are Christians. It's going to be a war against the saints and. And that that's the sad part about it is that, uh, you know, people don't realize what the ulterior, the covert motives are and what the New World Order is actually doing in um, setting up these kind of alternative judicial uh, rule with impunity uh, ways of, you know, justice, what they call justice. So 
yeah, they, it's, it's a weird Orwellian New World Order 1984 Brave New World that we're living in. Yeah, it's actually um, it's in, it's it's a work in progress. It is happening as we speak. Um, uh, you know, we it hasn't gotten as bad as it's going to get. It's going to get a lot worse, a lot worse. They're setting everything up. They're 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 pre-programming. They're programming people's minds to believe that you know anything that's um, you know I don't want to over overstate it, but I, I guess you really can't overstate it. But anybody who's a Republican is automatically a MAGA person. They've got the new terms for like extreme MAGAism. They they're they're naming different groups. They're calling moms that make a fuss at a at a school board meeting. You know, terrorists. Uh, it's increasing. It's increasing. It's increasing. The, the 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 glossary of terms, the definitions, the nomenclature, and it's increasing in scope to include everybody that is essentially anyone that could even be considered a reasonably decent Christian would automatically be clumped into that group. Okay, because people don't discern with a darn. I mean, I don't know how to put this except to put it. It might sound a little bit mean, but you know what? I'm sorry. I don't have time to be, you know, euphemistic or whatever or, or placate my, you know, my words. But But the point is, there is a very large portion of the American population, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them – now, it's lesser in other countries in my opinion. I have done some traveling in Europe, and they were shocked that I as an American knew what I knew because they already knew it. And then, boy, did the conversations open up because the people over in Germany are, like, totally on top of it. And that's why you see a lot of them marching in the streets and a lot of revolting and a lot of, uh, you know, and a lot of uh, protest over there in Europe because they, uh, there are larger percentages of the population over there that are aware of the creepy weirdness. And the American population, they're dumb as Pop-Tarts. I mean, they are dumb as pop darts. You're, the average person that you're going to walk past in a in a Walmart probably has an IQ around that of a toothpick, and that is extremely dangerous because what that means is they don't have the reasoning ability to to think on their own. And and so uh, what what happens when a person doesn't have those general, normal, reasonable intellectual acuity, basic intelligence that's required, what they do is they default to everybody that if you're this, then you're bad. Okay. So if you're, you know, if you're, you know, they're going to clump, they're going to generalize. Okay. The less of a thinker that you are, the more that you will generalize. You will say things like all Mormons are going to hell. No, all Mormons are not going to hell. But the problem, oh, you know, you, you'll say, here's another example. All, all Masons worship the devil. No, they don't. A lot of them just want to go cuss, watch pornography, and eat chicken wings with their friends on Saturday. We generalize when we don't have the ability to think our way out of a wet paper bag. And we got, and the vast majority of the people in this country don't have that ability. And so whatever they're told, they believe it. And that's scary because right now the narrative on Christianity is we're evil. We're all part of the big proud boys, this, that. You know, we're, we're it. We're, we're the bad guys. And, and that narrative has been cranked up and higher and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger every single iteration. And it's being redone through the January 6th 
lies that are happening right now. They're restating it all just before the midterms. So, but, but to your point, Zen, this, whenever you, it's one thing to see a show like Hannah, and you're right, you nailed it. I've watched it, and it's excellent. Now, that being said, also, it, and you might say, well, that, that's kind of prophetic. Well, it is. It really is. But, uh, but it gets ten times worse when you realize that that same or part of that same plot has been used over and over again. Person of interest, Jim Carvel or Carazel. Person of interest, same, same type of dynamic. Not as DNA-oriented, super soldier-oriented, but the concept of the grid being used to address pre-crime issues. You've got M- Minority Report with Tom right. Cruise, which has its own version of remote viewers in it. Yes. It's amazing. I mean, it just never – and now, when you go through the airports, Zen, imagine how I feel. I have to travel with credentials, working in security, and I and when I came back home from a meeting that I was forced to go to, I didn't want to go, but I went because I had to. Um, I'm coming back to the Atlanta airport, going through security, and I had to walk up to their security station and let them scan my face while that bald-headed uh, uh, entity that they got in the Department of Homeland Security back in the whole, you know. Uh, uh, you know, whatever they were calling it. I forget what they were calling it at the time. But anyway, he's standing He's standing there, uh, right there on this huge monitor talking to everybody in the room uh, going, if you see it, you need to report it. If you see it, you need to report it. Security is in your hands. And I, oh my gosh, it was like watching a Nazi Germany movie. And I'm, and, and, and I'm just waiting. I just, it's funny because I on purpose, see a lot of people would run the other way. And I understand that. I, I'm not picking on them. A lot of people would say, "Oh, they want my fingerprint." Well, you can't have my fingerprint. Oh, they want my. Well, they, they want me. They want this credential. They want that credential. They want to take a face scan. They want to do this. I'm, no, you're not touching me. You're not touching me. I want to be off the grid. The problem is, I am a. I work in cybersecurity. Nobody's off the grid. They think they're off the grid, but they're not off the grid. They just think they are. So I'm actually in a good place because I will know. When I trigger their sensors, because <laughs> I'll be walking through a security checkpoint and it'll be like, sir, will you step to the side, please? Sir, will you step to the side, please? Uh, don't hold up the line, sir. And I'll be like, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. They got me. <laughs> but I'm not afraid of that. You know, I'm just going to tell them I'm going to annoy them with the name of Jesus so much. They're going to want to cat me before they even get me in a cell. Hallelujah. <laughs> anyway, so I ain't worrying about it. Uh, Sister Joy? Well, the, the thing that's really, I think, is happening is that the moment that we pulled away from having control, lack of self-control has established this lawlessness. And to me, the moment that we lose self-control as humans, we actually started allowing our world to exist only with animalistic instincts. And that's exactly what's happening now because clearly, um, you know, I, I go back and I look at Romans 1, 24 through 32 about what God was allowing to happen uh, at the end of the days. And it says that God gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God 
into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. For this cause God gave them into vile afflictions, and even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemingly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was met. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient parents without understanding, covenant breakers without natural affection, and unmerciful, who, who know in the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in doing that do them you know those scriptures are describing what we are living in to the t i mean literally mankind is no longer acting like they're in the image of god this is exactly what satan has wanted because the moment we become like animals then we're willing to tear each other apart we're going to do our own things we hunt each other down we take from people i mean it's getting so bad here that if you buy gas and you don't have a way of locking it up, people are coming by at night and siphoning it out of your gas tanks or stealing your gas tanks that you may have around your property. I mean, it's going to get even worse. And when you see that people are choosing these lifestyles, they're doing evil without any condemnation. You know, they're, they're never seeking uh, a way to get out of what they're doing. They're doing it because they like to do it. And when you know people say especially this LGBT group that just goes after Christians for trying to stand up against what the Bible is saying and explain to them, look, I don't hate a human being, but when I tell you this truth as to what Scripture is telling you, it's not because I hate you. It's because I love you more than anybody else. I'm willing to stand up and tell you the truth. And see, there's where the problem is because the moment the truth hits, the condemnation hit, and then either you seek repentance or you deny it. And what we're seeing is they're denying it. They're denying it. And when I think about this effeminate, you know, abuser, actually abusers of themselves with mankind, that they think that they can walk in to churches as homosexuals and expect God to be okay if they marry each other? Or they're having sex like that, or they're doing adulterous things, let's say men and women who are married, and then the man is seeing another man. I mean, this, these things are happening. It's clearly sodomy. And, you know, when I, when I started writing about this back, when I wrote the Beguile series, I'll just use that for the, the latest three volumes that I did. I tried to show that society was preparing these people to think like this, because even the NIV, Bible people actually went out and hired homosexuals at one time as a part of their translation committee to bring the Old Testament up to date. And these guys that were a part of this committee actually changed scriptures about homosexuals to actually read male shrine prostitutes or homosexual offenders. But using that term offenders means that they're only breaking the law, that, that there's a problem but doing the act in mutual agreement with another person was supposedly okay. Okay, so they, they totally removed the word sodomite from their new NIV translations, and they 
plainly took that sodomite out, which is clearly in the King James Version, and they replaced it with a shrine prostitute. Well, when you start doing that, you know, those books that I wrote in the Gaul series came came out before 2020. And the thing about it is it was already saying to you the manufacturers of what we would think would be Christian books was allowing society to start accepting the gay lifestyle or the homosexual lifestyle into the churches and, of course, you know, allowing the churches to marry them and act like it was okay. And so now we've created a society who thinks, I'm going to do what I want to do. If I I want to have sex with an animal, I can have have sex with an animal. If I want to do this behind so-and-so's back or, you know, have multiple partners or exchange wives or whatever, they see no condemnation. If they see no condemnations about their flesh and any other sin, whether it be stealing, murder, you know, anything else, it's not really a sin against your body. But, boy, when you get into the sexual acts and you start doing that which is unnatural, uh, God is literally looking at that as a terrible (laughs) terrible sin because the sanctity of marriage describes him jesus as the bridegroom with the bride and what does he expect purity in that bride you know that virgin status that being washed in the blood of the lamb the being cleansed of this unholiness and unrighteousness people who are going to make it into heaven cannot carry those sins into churches and act like everything is okay because God clearly knows what you're doing behind the scenes. He knows what you're doing in the back alleys. He knows what you're doing in the closets. He knows what you're doing out in play roads. He knows whatever and wherever you are, what you are doing. So don't fool yourself to believe that the person that's going to make the judgment in the end when you stand before them, just like Zen and John and I are telling you and trying to scream it at the top of our lungs, if you don't seek salvation for your sins and you keep playing in these animalistic, unholy activities, you are going to hell. It doesn't mean that I don't love you. I'm telling you the truth. If you don't want to hear the truth, then you're never going to be in heaven because Jesus is the truth. He's the way. He's the life. And if you don't want to live like that, you're going to go straight to hell. Now, your family members, they say, oh, I'm going to clap for you because you came out of the closet. They're clapping for you to go straight to hell. I'm willing to tell you, and I'm willing to take the consequences. That if you don't change your lifestyles, you will end up in hell. And when you stand before the throne of God, you can never say, oh, I didn't know, or everybody else was doing it. Because then, and John, and I have been telling you this for a very, very long time. God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the creator, mm-hmm. and you're the person that you're going to stand before if you don't change your ways he created you he is the master computer mind behind all the software in the existence of the matrix of where we are do not think you will fool him and if you think it's lights out because you've been a bad person and you're going to burn up in hell my work clearly shows the moment you were made that you came into existence you are a part of energy that can never be destroyed your spiritual body nor your soul 
Does it ever say dies? Look it up in Scripture. It's never dead. Your body might go to the grave, but you're going to be rejoined with it at the end of days to stand before judgment. Read the words there in Revelation. It says you're going to be resurrected into a mortal body, and you're going to stand before that judge, and he is going to determine your place is hell. And it is not lights out. It is for all eternity you're going to burn. So make your choices and make them wise. Because one day when you stand before God, if you've listened to this message tonight and what we've been trying to tell you, you have no excuse. And if the blood of the Lamb is not covering you for the sins that you committed, you're going to hell. Amen. The negative battery of the terminal has to be connected up or the power of the Holy Spirit doesn't, the current uh, in the Holy Spirit doesn't flow. Praise God. And, uh, you know, that, that was very well said and sobering, and it should be. Praise Jesus. Um, uh, we're running down to the last few minutes of the program. Zen, did you want to go ahead and uh, make a closing comment before we uh, uh, roll, roll, uh, close the show out? Sure. And, you know, I just want to reiterate what Dr. Joyce says and um, because it's clear within the word that that's abomination. Homosexuality, you know, pedophilia, uh, and sleeping with animals, those kind of things are abomination, and it's clear within the word. And as you said, we're not uh, trying to lay judgment, accusations, uh, but you know, it, we're just calling a spade a spade, and um, and just trying to give people a chance to repent, because more than anything, we want, uh, and the Most High also, He's long suffering, He wants everybody to have a, a chance in eternity and a chance to uh, repent and to be born again and to come into the kingdom and to take part in the salvation that was paid for by our Messiah, our, our Savior, and that the price on the cross, all that was paid, you just have to uh, read and accept, study, and um, you know, show yourself approved by looking at and believing and reading the word and coming to understanding on it because everything is revealed there all the answers if you just study and there's especially in this time prophecy i believe is the most important thing that one can do with their time to study what's been revealed by the the prophets the holy spirit through the prophets because uh, it's all been written for us and it's all for the times that we're in and uh, I encourage people to examine and to dedicate some of their time, um, you know, to not be wasteful, but try to be meaningful and precise with what they do in their everyday, because time is short. Hey, man, um, as a matter of fact, it, hey, at the very least, read Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. That's what Zen was referring to earlier, uh, which is known as the Olivet Discourse uh, off the Mount of Olives. I mean, if you're going to read anything and you wanted to read like a newspaper like today, 
Mark 13, Luke 21, and Matthew 24. You ought to know that like the back of your hand, especially because there's some hints in there that will give you a pretty good idea of what it is we got in front of us uh, that will help us to understand even better uh, where we are in that timeline. Uh, praise God. And, Joy, did you want to go ahead and uh, add in a closing remark and then also uh, close the show with a prayer for us tonight? Uh, yes, it's just really, you know, we've been called as watchmen on the on the wall, and we are really loving people's souls enough to tell you the truth. You know, it's not that we are trying to just um, just say stuff and it doesn't mean anything. The intent is to save your soul, and the only person mm-hmm. that can make that choice is you. I mean, we can take you to the water. We can give you. I mean, John John gives you the greatest information that one could ever give to you about the end of days and, and all the things that are happening in real time. And Zen and I have been writing about this for a very long time. We are not trying to fool you. We are trying to make you wake up, make the right choice so that you don't end up in a situation where you regret that for all eternity. I can't even imagine what it would be like. And you can look at the parable of the rich man and Lazarus. That the rich man is there in hell forever and ever and ever. He knows that. He knows there's never any escape. And his biggest concern was to try to get somebody to go tell his family that was still alive to make the choice while they're on earth. You don't get a purgatory. You don't get another chance. When your eyes close in this physical death, it is over with. And you're going to face that judgment. You're going to spend it in either hell or heaven. And so that is our hope tonight with all that we've been doing. And all the work that we do on a daily basis is to try to let you know the truth so that you can choose wisely. You want to be on the winning team, choose the winning team. And uh, as I always like to, uh, you know, do the prayer, I want everyone, if they will close their eyes and just repeat with me our Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight. Again, uh, you know, as we get closer to the end, which seems to be ramping up in speed exponentially, much you know, much faster than I than I would have guessed. Um, uh, you know, folks, the, the message that, that that you heard just now is is more important than and than ever before, um, uh, because we we are really genuinely running out of time that that was that was a debatable statement that i just made that was debatable five years ago uh, 10 years ago uh but nowadays every single thing that jesus warned us about in the olivet discourse is in progress you can check the boxes uh you know i i'm pretty sure you know in my personal opinion uh that we're you know the seals have got to be uh, we're, we're, you know, the red, I believe the Russia with the red army tag is probably the second seal in progress. Uh, not, not fully, but getting there. We know that the third seal is definitely in progress. I mean, think about it, folks. It says there's going to be, you know, a, 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 a 
wheat is going to be a denarius, a, a day's wage. It even says a barley. You know, three quarts of barley is going to be a day's wage. Well, think about it. What is the number one thing that the, that the world food supply is, is fighting over right now? Wheat and barley. Wheat and barley. Okay, folks, you, 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 the newspa- it's reading like a newspaper. The Bible's reading like a newspaper. So we, we're running out of time. So just please remember as you do your research, if you're looking into reptilians, you're looking in all the other different stuff that's out there, please set aside a disproportionately large amount of time to read at least the New Testament, what Jesus said first and then the rest, and then seek him. Turn those lights off, pray, confess of your sins, look for anything in your life that isn't right, get rid of it, and if you need help, ask Jesus for help, plead his blood on you, and fight the good fight, because there's nothing this earth has to offer any of us, especially God. So thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Zen. Thank you, Joy, um, uh, and um, bringing your mic live there, Joy, and it is now Sunday, June the 12th. Uh, We will see you Wednesday night at 7 p.m., Lord willing. God bless you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for joining us again. Love Love you, Love you all. Bye. See you all later. Thank you. Hang in there, everybody. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Lord, we come to you with repentant hearts. We seek you with all our might. Sinners set the mercy of grace, redeemed we are by your embrace. Praise his holy name. Praise the King of Kings. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life we are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride. Set her free Watch us as we trim our wicks Our lamps are full Our hearts are right 
Like those five wise virgins we will be Your bride awaits sleep patiently Longing for that blessed sound That will rise The churches gather We're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set us free I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory. <laughs> 